You guys know what um a mummy's favorite music genre is? No. What is that? Oh, is it rap? Don't say rap. <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad if you say rap. It's rap. Damn it. <laughs> Welcome, boys and girls, to a very special spooky Yuki Halloween mini show. is forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. Hey, we got someone else here. Who's that? Who's that hanging out over in the corner? creeping around in the darkness over there. Go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. This is Anthony. I am from They Call Us a Movie. We are a bad movie podcast, and I'm a huge fan of the show, guys. Listen every week. Uh, thanks for having me on. We talk about this. Well, thanks for coming back and that we haven't scared you off. Yeah, that's. we are thrilled to have you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's rare that somebody comes on the podcast and has also listened to it. <laughs> there you go, yeah. So you guys, uh, you're my Monday. Nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, well, um, we are going to, as you probably saw when you clicked on that some bitch and topic, uh, uh, title rather for this mini sode, we're going to talk about the thing everybody else is talking about right now, uh, which is this, uh, just this past week, the ultimate film in the, uh, uh, Hallow Green trilogy, if you will, 2022's Halloween Ends released. And we all saw this goddamn movie in the last couple of days. I actually saw it just uh, last night uh, or actually uh, the day this is uh, releasing. It'll be two nights ago. When when did uh, when did you all see that? that flick? I saw it Friday I went last night. I watched it Saturday. Did you guys go to the theater and see it or what did you guys do? Got that peacock. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Oh, you got the peacock. Got that peacock. I went. In the, I went to the theater, the theater, because mm-hmm. I enjoy uh, theater popcorn. I specifically tend to go to the movie theater because I just I go for the popcorn. Mm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, you went and saw, or did you do a little peacock action? I did peacock. Uh, usually, yeah. I like to do like early, early in the day shows, and there was the late, uh, earliest one was like one o'clock on Saturday, so I had too mm-hmm. much shit that I had to do, so. Yeah, I fully planned to go uh, to to the old movie theater, which I did with the first two movies in this trilogy. But, you know, shit happened. Uh, I got home from vacation yesterday after we gone for a week and then uh, family in town now. So it just uh, made a whole lot damn more sense for us to do it on the old Peacock, which uh, was just fine. Um, although, you know, I, I do like to give it the movie theater experience if it could, but live and let live you guys. We're getting into Halloween kills 2022 or what I've been referring to is how Michael got his groove back. Um, (laughs) so let's get into this son of a bitch in film. But first we have a couple of, um, quick little, uh, orders of business that we have to take care of. Uh, let's get the, let's, let's get the, the, the traditional one out of the way here. What's everybody drinking this fine spooky autumn evening? (laughs) You guys are so going to be so stoked. You bitch. So soon. You so fucking stoked. You I already told you guys what I bought the other day. (laughs) I know you were doing it. Meg was bragging. Meg was bragging on the texts about uh, how she was going to go pick up a goddamn 30 rack of bush bush apple and just punish herself. You know what? I was uh, I was a little bit modest and I only got a 12 pack, Brian. 
All right. Ooh, mm, ooh, classy uh, lady. Yeah, yeah. Pinky's out <laughs> for this bitch. Uh, I actually was gonna definitely try one of these. Really, she's actually sitting on four twelve packs right now as a chair. She's full of shit. My throne of bush apple. My yeah. crown made out of bush apple cans. <laughs> I mean, it does seem now more seasonally relevant. (laughs) Yeah. Don't fucking pretend like or patronize me here. Are you you rimming the glass with with, uh, cinnamon sugar? I would for sure. If I would have had caramel and then little cinnamon sugar action. Oh, my God. Fuck me up, Mm -hmm. bro. Mm -hmm. I feel like out of anyone, you would understand. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'd rather I'd rather rim Donald Pleasance than eat a fucking drink a bush apple. <laughs> but that's just Ooh, me. Like, I'm gonna make uh, you drink yeah. one day. I'm gonna get Kate involved. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. One of my coworkers is big on it too, and I have I have resisted the urge up until this point, but it's only a matter of time. I feel like I'm getting a in reputation. The, in the here. You know, I, like mm-hmm. I in like I don't. People have been talking about you. <laughs> All right. Perhaps well. it's because you're announcing on a globally listened to podcast how much you love Bush Apple. That gives you a reputation. Thousands and thousands of listeners every single I, week. I have not said specifically that I love Bush Apple so much. I do like it. I don't buy it. Yeah. It's been It's been out since probably the last time I had it. And I haven't bought it. For someone who just <laughs> likes it. You sure do constantly drink it. <laughs> you don't, Has Bush sent you any yet from listening to this podcast? Um, no, but hey, hashtag sponsor me, and then maybe I'll say that I yeah. love it. She's she's on the media list. They sent her a oh. Bush. They sent her a Bush Apple racing jacket. Rocking after this. Yo, honestly, for a racing jacket. I might say I like it too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would fuck with it. I would fuck with it. No, you know, just if, uh, being relevant, we have no a varsity jacket that has bush apple. It's like a huge apple on the back, you mm. know, like a Letterman yep. jacket mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the F in, in the front instead of saying like B for Bush, it's just F for fuck my life. <laughs> Actually, says FML was actually what I had them put as my name. Yeah, yeah. Not Meg. I was right, like, right. you like you have three letters. You can choose Meg or something else. And I said FML or FW. Yeah. FTW. And, you, you, and when people say, "What sport did you let her in?" You say, "Being white trash." <laughs> you know, sometimes we have to own these things, Brian. Unlike you in yeah, your overalls, listen, I'm wearing overalls right now. Yeah. I'm wearing overalls, guys, right now, so I have absolutely no room to talk about being white trash. Choo-choo, motherfucker. That's a shirt. That's a shirt. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Yeah, but it's like a cartoony type of train. Thomas the Tank Engine. It's actually your face as Garfield in overalls and your glasses and everything. You know what I mean? I decided what I'm going to be, speaking of Garfield for Halloween, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but I'm going to be Garf Danzig. It's going to be like Glenn Danzig, Garfield mashup. Wait, is it going to be almost an interpretation um, okay. of Steve's video that he did with the um, like gothic Garfield? Where Well, that was Rob Zombie. Yeah, that was like that was white trash, like gothic murder sex. What I'm saying uh, is that you just need uh, nipple clamps. Clown. It seems also yeah, yeah. relevant. Well, I have them on underneath. But yeah. I was thinking about like having my Garfield outfit and then like a mesh tank top and then doing the devil lock and you know, doing, yeah. doing, doing the, the skull paint. and Yeah. yeah. I think that's so, the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're making good decisions. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. All right. I'll push I, that I along. <laughs> Steve, what are you drinking? I'm also drinking something apple-y. 
because mm. I picked up a woodchuck hard cider. Yeah, pumpkin edition. How Ooh, am I the white trash here right now? You know, like, come on. Because you went because first. you're drinking bush. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Because you I went to, first. I want to explain this to you You're being like white girl wasted over here with this woodchuck bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meg, it's not that you're specifically white trash on your own. Brian and I are both white trash as well. That's how we can identify you as white trash. Yeah. yeah. Real real identifies real. We just don't fight against our identity. Yeah. We live our We're truth. Not, yeah, yeah. All right. I live I live my truth. All That's right. I'll work on it. I'll work on accepting myself. Hmm. You guys accept me. Yeah. How is the pumpkin situation? Um honestly, this tastes more like somebody dropped a shot of fireball into an apple juice. Mm. It's Which just actually enemy. kinda sounds good. I mean honestly wouldn't hate it yeah it's fine yeah yeah it's fine but it doesn't it doesn't taste like a pumpkin beer it just Mm. tastes like cinnamon apple which is fine on its own remedy Hmm. get a pumpkin dump your woodchuck pumpkin into that pumpkin and Mm -hmm. bong bong it out of a gourd (laughs) all right he took it he took the joke (laughs) did i did i step on your joke i'm sorry you you took it and you ran with it it was good (laughs) (laughs) um go go down giant eagle and be like sir point me towards your most phallic gourd (laughs) just fill up the cart with him i need a pumpkin that kind of looks like a dick but don't give me a butternut squash (laughs) Don't don't try to shit me with a squash. I know a squash when I see one. I know what these look like. That's not what I'm looking for. Um, all right, uh, Anthony, what do you got? What do you got? I've got. I you sipping uh, on something. Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin. Damn. Ooh, mm. it's been a minute since I had that one. That is a, that is a fave uh, going way back. It might be one of my favorite uh, pumpkins. I do have yeah. a couple of uh, the pumpkin nitro cold brew. Weird. That I might try oh, yeah. later. Steve, Steve, Steve's got down with those in the past yeah. in the show. Or maybe I did, or maybe both. Of I, us. I still have to yeah. now that I still have not had a pumpkin beer this year. Is really? this like mm. sacrilegious for the show? I mean, you got to get on it. I mean, quit dicking around. Maybe I'll just put bush <laughs> apple in a pumpkin and call it a pumpkin apple beer. <laughs> the, problem with the, pumpkin, the problem with the pumpkin beers is that they start selling them in August and I'm not ready mm. for them yet. So I have to like mm. buy them in August and then wait like a month. Brian's ready in August. Anthony, why aren't you? I know. <laughs> uh, it's too hot. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I I just drink, like starting in August, I just start drinking pumpkin spice creamer just out of the, out of the fucking container. Drinking that out of a gourd. Just swigging it. Swigging it. There's few things more obscene than a grown man drinking a pumpkin spice creamer out of a gourd. Um, this guy's got that coffee mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I drink too. Or wait, is it coffee mate? Is that the one I buy? I think so. Um, anyway, uh, I'm oddly enough, the only one not drinking a, uh, a seasonally relevant or, um, or pseudo seasonally relevant beer. Although I am drinking one that feels like it is somewhat relevant. Um, it is, uh, Ennegrin Brewing Company. It's their Edelhock Black Pilsner, which did feel, you know, <laughs> somewhat gothic sounds, and metal. Sounds so badass. Mm-hmm. And and it's uh, I like that it's it's you know obviously a Schwartz beer, but they're calling it a Black Pilsner. I assume to communicate the fact that it's a little bit. It's definitely on the higher end, the the more aggressively bitter mm-hmm. end of the Schwartz beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you see uh, that style, often? But, um, more so, even being it that like I mean, I feel like our co- consumers are a little bit more intelligent in general, but Schwartz beer also could like mm. not make as much as sense as much as like Black Pilsner. 
I don't know what you usually um, see. I think black, I like calling it black pilsner. I think somebody I, I I posted something about this beer a while back. People were like, "Isn't it just a short beer?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I do think it's somewhat more descriptive." Mm-hmm. Like if somebody said, "What's the difference between a black pilsner and just a standard Schwartz beer?" I would say, "Oh, it's probably like drier mm-hmm. and 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 more." you know, assertively sure. bitter, which mm-hmm. I think is exactly Perfect. what it is. So I, uh, I, I appreciate the descriptive language. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I hear Schwartz beer, I usually think something that has more of the coffee notes without being mm-hmm. like a porter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without having a lot of roast, mm-hmm. like typically speaking, Schwartz beer is brewed, you know, with dark malts, but they're carafa malts or, or some sort of dehus black malt. So you don't get a lot of the, uh, acrid roast character that you get from like, uh, you know, black patent malt or roasted barley or something like that. Um, so it has the color, but not a tremendous amount of roast, but does have some of that malt richness. And this one is definitely a little more aggressively hopped. So I think that's what they were going for. Well, how, how big is it? No, it's pretty standard. It's five, five percent, but it's a good ass beer. Enneagram doesn't make bad beers, uh, as far as I know. So I'm, uh, I'm digging Remind it. Remind me where they're based out of. They are in, uh, California, in Southern California, somewhere, okay. Moore Park, California, which mm. I don't know where that is, but I think it's you Southern California. You got the California because, over there is basically what we're talking about. Yeah. My friend Scott sent me a little care <laughs> package. He lives in Southern California. So I think it's pretty close to him the but, name uh, the name definitely screams like british gothic though like, <laughs> <Edelhawk>. Edelhawk. Edelhawk. <laughs> yeah it's, it sounds like someone um like wearing a top hat and like um you know strangling someone in a bell tower yeah. or something like yeah that. somebody you definitely meet underneath the thames to get like a book <laughs> that you shouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> That's better than my description. Um, all right. Uh, so Bia's is out of the way. Um, but we do need to talk about it. It's strange to say because we're in the thick of it. We're in the hot, sexy, thick of spooky season, guys. Um, but we are already going to be deciding on what our November um, showdown topic is going to be, which I um, am pretty excited about because I end up watching these movies uh, during the heart of spooky season. So uh, although we are not going to talk about it until the first Monday in November, um, we are going to watch them ahead of that, uh, which makes me happy because we got uh, a few really good topics here. I'll remind you what they were. Best Halloween films, which is obviously very uh, 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 very pertinent to our conversation that we're having today as we talk about Halloween ends. Um, so we're talking about the Halloween franchise in general. The other option that came up in the old spinny ass wheel is uh, Best of the universal monsters uh, and then last but certainly not least roger corman flicks um before we reveal which one it's going to be uh this time of year as always we get a lot of new listeners this time of year which is uh we're, we're very happy to have you here but also um if you don't listen to us either from now moving forward uh or uh you haven't been listening to us for a long period of time um fuck you you freeloading <laughs> bastards Close the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we, appreciate, we, we appreciate you having appreciate having you here. But do go over and follow us on the old social medias if you like this kind of spooky ooky shit, especially if you like it all year round, because we're doing it 52 weeks of some bitch in year. Um, and we uh, do a little showdown episode once a month. The other episodes we call mini-sodes, but rarely are they miniature in nature. Um, the showdown episodes, this is how it works. We got this big old spinning ass wheel where we have a whole bunch of topics that either we've come up with or uh, our listeners and social media friends have come up with and suggested to us. We randomly pick three of them on that spinning ass wheel each month, throw them out on the social media, specifically Instagram and Twitter, and then Yin's 
select which ones and vote on them in a little poll which ones you want us to cover. And then once we have that topic, we each pick uh, a film that is associated with that topic. We argue about it on the showdown episode. We jackknife powerbomb each other, hang vertical suplex. Sometimes chairs get involved, barbed wire. Uh, and ultimately, somebody takes home that son of a bitch and strap for the month championship. I'm belt. still waiting now, to be able to like hit you over the back with a chair, Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chair wrapped in barbed wire. I got a kendo stick with your fucking name you know, on it. Next I'm, time when we see each serious, other. I'm serious, you know. <laughs> I'm real serious. Meg is dead ass serious staring into the camera right now. Um, Yeah, so uh, Steve is actually the October champion. He did take it home. Call me Mr. October, please. October. Reggie Jackson, the Reggie Jackson of what was our topic again? Of John Carpenter films, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had that epic showdown, which was The Thing versus Halloween, uh, The Thing 1982 versus Halloween 1978. I'm still not mad. I'm still not mad about this. Uh, yeah, well, it came down yeah, to me because bitch. I had um, Assault on Precinct 13, <laughs> um, and uh, I got to, I, I was again, I was Mike Tyson. In the '96 uh, WrestleMania main you don't event, lisp enough. I think you should actually lisp the rest of the show. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and I and listen. I got to choose. I was special guest referee. I did pick Halloween 1978. Um, Meg, she's not mad about it, uh, but I think she's going to get even with me in some capacity <laughs> during the spooky season. <laughs> Uh, through violence, I would imagine. I think that was um, the chair th- threat there, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that's what I'm Steve, saying. Blunt object to the, to the, the cranium. Yet either. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to end up with uh, concussed. I'm going to end up with CTE at some point during this October. Um, but uh, that's not what we're talking about here. Like I said, we're talking about Halloween films and, and Universal Monsters and all that type of stuff. But if you want to help us choose these topics in the future, go ahead and follow us on the social medias. Instagram, Twitter, we got a little one in them old takey talkies, Facebook. Uh, just search Halloween is forever. Or if you want to send us an email suggestion, that's always welcomed as well. It's at it's a Halloween is forever pod at Gmail dot Um, All right. Now, I know. I don't think it's going to matter which which one it picks. But how how many votes did we have total on the Twitter, Steve? The total, uh, I think it was five. We didn't have a lot. Okay, of, didn't low have a lot. amount of Twitter. Yeah, yeah. We we had a we had a, uh, a, a, a last time I looked, it was kind of a runaway, surprisingly. But we had several hundred um, votes on uh, on the Instagram. We knew that the Roger Corman flicks that was going to be a long shot, mm-hmm. which it was, mm-hmm. and we knew it was going to be a track meet between best of the Halloween franchise and Universal Monsters. But with all the Halloweeniness happening right now, uh, certainly during Halloween season, but also Halloween ends coming out, I thought that was going to be the winner. But Universal Monsters took it. Hmm. Um, there was also so the Twitter stoked. winner, though. Was it the Twitter winner? No, okay, no. too. So Universal Monsters taken home, which I am a huge uh, Universal Monsters fan, um, uh, as my office would suggest. So I'm pretty psyched <laughs> about fun. this. Um, but we're opening it up to all the Universal Monsters. So you know what? If you want to do that uh, new, you know, um, Tom Cruise mummy movie, that's fine too. Um, or we can go way, way back to the fucking you know 20s and 30s if you want. So we will announce on our next mini so next damn week uh what our picks for universal monster movies uh, are going to be and i'm excited because i pretty much watch probably between this and hammer horror films i probably mm-hmm. watch 15 of them during october already so i'm pretty damn excited for that um can we can we maybe postpone because we do get 
we do have an extra Monday in October. Mm. Can we maybe mm-hmm. postpone not this week, but maybe the week after? Oh, yeah. I was going to say we're not going to do it right now, but, but or not the, well, oh, you're I mean, saying the week after next. Yeah, the week after next. Sorry. Yeah, my okay, bad. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, let's do just that. The, let's just do that. to push it a little bit, because like we are talking a breath of from the 1920s all the way to today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think we all need research time. I think so. You need more than one week to watch a hundred years of movies. Is what you're saying? I would say at least Meg and I do. Maybe you have. Okay. A, maybe you have a solid, but I don't. I have watched. I think I have probably about forty of them on DVD. Um, I love me some Universal monster movies, um, but I haven't seen all of them. I definitely haven't seen all of them. Um, anyway, okay. So uh, get ready for that in the coming spooky season weeks. Here now. We got all that out of the way. We have not talked about this via text. We went no spoilies. Uh, Usually, you know, after we see a film or something like that, you know, we'll have a little text thread going with the three of us and be like, "Um, that was hot garbage or whatever. (laughs) And we didn't do that this time. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea where you guys stand on this here flick. So I should say right now, spoilers are going to be abound. So if you have not seen the movie, I would say that I'm not going to say it's like a big giant twisty movie. Like when we saw, you know, barbarian or something like that, where like the whole movie almost hinges on this twist. It's not like that, but there is absolutely some surprises and some like kind of things, you know, at the end of the movie, which you're like, is this going to happen? Is it not going to happen? So plenty of spoilers. So get ready for that. If you haven't seen the movie yet, you don't want to be spoiled. Here is your final warning. So this uh, movie picks up initially um, on supposedly on the same night as Halloween kills. Is that accurate? Uh, mm. it, I think it's the next. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It was it, the next well, year because there was Halloween 2018. Right. Happens. Supposedly happens in 2018. Right. right. Yeah. So it picks up. It picks up that it picks up after the end of Halloween kills. And there is a voiceover that leads us into 2019 Mm -hmm. because it's all about like the, the what happens when there's the absence of Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. Right. right, I'm sorry. 2019. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so it's kind of, and then the first, the the first scene is in 2019, Mm -hmm. but like you get a little, you get a montage. So you get started off with, yeah, with Lori talking about, you know, how the effects of, you know, the first two movies and all that she's stuff. She's writing her memoir uh, of sorts, you know what I mean? She's basically she's writing reading her memoir. Or whatever. Yeah, which was, I don't know how you guys thought, I wasn't a big fan. It was like, it, it really felt like a. It, it was very, and though it was appropriate. You know, because for like, you know, okay, so uh, yeah. to initially start about this, if we're, I, I, I want to talk about the things I liked as well. So I'm not going to like fully poo poo on this one, but like the, there's like this essence in this, I think, trilogy of sorts that it's like this corniness in the acting that almost was like a callback. And I don't even want to call it an Easter egg, but like to the type of acting that was going on, I think, in some of the OGs, like you still got this air mm. of like, it almost felt immature in the acting. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it or if you guys have better words or different words for it or felt differently. But like I almost that was one of the things that almost felt like a callback, like Laurie Strode's character throughout mm-hmm. these three movies, just like it feels like her character in the OG where it was like immature acting. But like for that time, it was great in so many mm. ways. I'll stop there. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'll I'll say as far as the performances are concerned, I thought that they the tone changed more dramatically between 18 and Halloween kills. 
Like I feel like at 18 was a little grittier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Halloween Kills is where things got a little bit more cartoonish. Yeah, maybe that's a good and point. it started to remind me more of like Halloween 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> and then this one was even more so that. So like it feels like Kills and Ends were a little cartoonish in the performances. Whereas I don't remember feeling that way about 18 sure. as much. Yeah. The, there is something like worth thinking about in that the director, uh, David Gordon Green, he got started as a comedy director. Mm-hmm. Like he was he directed Pineapple Express. Oh, like that's right. why he's that's why yeah, he's so know. tied to Danny McBride. Mm-hmm. So like there's a lot of comedic stuff in this film, which is I feel like, you know, like just I don't know. I don't know how I feel. about. There was less than the first two, though. Yeah, because the yeah, because the first one, of course, had uh, had the kid that was funny Mm -hmm. um, who shows back up for a very brief cameo in this one. And then you have uh, in uh, kills, of course, you had um, the guy from Mad TV, little John, big John and little John. Right, Right, right. Yeah. Who were the comic relief there, the levity. There wasn't really someone like that in this one, was there? Except for that one, I will say the 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 somehow bully band oh kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the one girl with the rat hair, her name was like uh what was her name? Margo like Myra. Mar- Margo. Margo, yeah. yes. Like Margo, just her um physical appearance as well as the drummer kids physical yeah. appearance were relief enough for me a I just bit. I just find it so funny um, that they would use a, like the band kids are hitting or like beating up on this like you're like this yeah. is not actually what I want I I want it to, I yeah I want some of the stereotypes in these movies honestly yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah what were your initial thoughts Anthony uh yeah, it's weird that they're like band kids are beating up an adult because he's like a grown ass man. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis doing the voiceover. I'm just I'm specifically biased against voiceovers in general in movies, so it didn't work for me. But that's mm. not to say that it was particularly bad. I just I it I dislike. You can say it's bad unless it's <laughs> unless it's like uh, Morgan Freeman. Basically, yeah. everything yeah. just feels really cheap and just like a, like a, a cheat code. More more often than not, of this, it this did is, feel a little cheap. Yeah, you know, I mean, I get it's the third movie in a trilogy, but it's like it did feel like last time on a very special episode of Halloween, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was it, it was so tropey, and I just overall the writing in this film is so terrible. <laughs> it like <laughs> it's not good. I okay. I will say this: we should probably just get this out in the open. Meg, I, I'm, I'm sensing you clearly just didn't like it. Is okay, that accurate? Um, I like I told the guys before you came on is that I went in mm-hmm. knowing I might have had a bias, not only from just our showdown, but like coming into this whole franchise much later in life. You were butthurt coming in. I was definitely in, right? butthurt coming in for sure. But I also hated last year. Like we already went over the, like if we re-listen, I didn't, I don't like recall, like I don't like, I didn't like it. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I yeah. want to still ho- have hope that this will be better or that they'll try to wrap mm-hmm. it up. But I feel like you kind of talk about what's going on. Is that like, it felt so forced to want to end this. And I felt like it was so inappropriate to try to like create a movie that ends this in theory franchise, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like, and we, we'll, we'll keep going into why I feel this way, but I feel like that is not what the story of Michael is. And I think going into it, I already was like, 
my frustrations about Michael Myers or this character in this franchise is that like, we don't really have a lot of the, like he is in essence a human being and there's not uh, this mysticism Mm -hmm. around it. And, you know, versus say like a Jason character. So certain things I'm not going to give a pass to versus like, Oh, that didn't really make sense. in like a Jason movie, like, no, he's like a mystical character. We know he's fucking dead. And so it became mm-hmm. frustration that Michael would never die. And then all of a sudden we have all of these movies where he never dies. Like I would rather keep having that and have Michael Myers be this character that is just completely unstoppable. And I feel like this movie destroyed that idea to yeah. me yeah. because they made him out to be so fucking weak. He clearly was. But well, he, I don't know. yeah, weak, but also they added mysticism to it. How so, we'll I, get I wanted, into it. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to. I'm very curious how you guys saw that. But so let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I have yeah. I have a way that I saw it, and I'll I'll mm-hmm. unleash a grand theory when we get deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But, I can't wait. It's 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 confusing. It's confusing. So I'm excited right. to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But before, and let's jump ahead, Steve. You know, if it was like the elevator speech, hey, what'd you think about Halloween ends? So I like a lot of the ideas they attempt, but mm-hmm. like, like I already just said, like the writing is so poor. And like, if you mm-hmm. look at the credits on the film, there's four writers mm-hmm. and those are the ones that just got credited. Mm-hmm. And like, that's never a good sign. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like the more writers you add to a script, usually it makes it worse. Sure. It just almost always. Cause like everybody's trying yeah. to get their shit in. Like mm-hmm. this movie feel like Halloween kills. This movie feels like two movies, if not three. You know, and, and like they're so tonally different in different ways because like all those scenes with Laurie and Will Patton, I actually really like those scenes, but like that's not like part of a Halloween film, mm. you know, and then you have yeah. these other scenes and then like the the other two writers who aren't David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are like really inexperienced if you just look at their IMDB profiles. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I know they've probably written more outside that's never been produced or never been published or whatever but just like the fact that this film is the second credit for both of the other two guys is just like ah man (laughs) and i i have a it's like what happened why'd you bring in the b team yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah i yeah it just i wanted to like a lot of the things and i think there's a lot of ideas that could have been played with but they didn't touch them enough and i think the biggest one that i really liked was the idea of what if there was no Michael Myers, mm-hmm. you know, and if I, if I would have written this, I would have had Michael dead the entire time. This film, there yeah. wouldn't have been a Michael Myers in this film. Mm-hmm. You almost wonder whether I wrote that down. You almost wonder whether that was the original plan. And then they, the, the studio was like, no, no, there has people to be. Are yeah. Gonna be yes. People are going to yeah. be mad. <laughs> I want, I want to hear Anthony's like overall thing too, but like I have more comments mm-hmm. about what we just talked about. What you guys just said to them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'll take a step back and kind of jump off where Steve was. So I've evangelized on our podcast a bunch of times about if you gave me the keys to write a Halloween movie or a Jaws movie would be because I think they I think they're very similar in ter- in terms of like you know this kind of ever present thing that is there. Uh, mm-hmm. I would create a Michael has shark my, DNA. My, my, my sequel <laughs> my sequel would that neither of them would show up. So my my mm. perfect Jaws two would be. Uh, Chief Brody being the maniac he is in the first and second act of that movie 
and there mm. never being a shark in it. And then him coming to realize that he's gone insane mm-hmm. and he needs a therapist. <laughs> he's like shooting at school with fish in that movie. And it just so happens that eventually there comes a shark. Um, and and I think my perfect 2018, which I, I, I did like Halloween 2018 uh, compared to these two an awful lot more. But mm. the perfect one would have been, you know, uh, Lori has spent these last 40 years uh, waiting for the for the time that Michael will come and either he never shows up or never gets out of jail or he does and he's just a normal person and he just wants to move on with his life and it winds up being that you know this is a movie about her overcoming like he works her at Trader Joe's like. yeah. <laughs> because in the in the in the logic that these guys have created to to kind of like throw away all these other sequels to go from Halloween one to 2018 is mm-hmm. that Michael or like Steve could have done all the, the shit uh, in Halloween one, right? You're six, five ish. You could just go up and beat up like 19 year old babysitters. Yeah, I could take out like four. I could take out four people. No yeah. yeah. And, and he does regularly. We all know that he does this. Like, you know, I'm a menace. People know this and it's fine. Yeah. TJ souls is maybe four eleven. You could have thrown her through, through several ha- like windows. Yeah. And so like, because I'm such a menace in my own town and nobody's made movies about me. Like it's, it becomes Halloween becomes less believable in 2018 because because, you know, he he got locked up, you know? Right. right. Like, so now why are you making 70. such a big deal? <laughs> now he's 70. He's been behind bars for 40 years. And this town treats him like this, like he's killed all the people in the sequels that we're supposed to ignore. He's killed mm-hmm. three people. He's killed stupid Bob and two babysitters and got bested by a baby. And the truck. And the tow truck. <laughs> and the tow truck. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so... Like this, there's a reverence to Michael Myers that comes through and kills, and then I guess he kills more people and kills, so it changes that. But it's like they want their cake and eat it too, almost mm-hmm. through this trilogy. Mm-hmm. They want you to ignore all the stupid stuff and five and six and and Buster Rhymes. We will never. We don't. We don't say that word. Forget. We don't say that that name around here. <laughs> but everybody in this in this town of Haddonfield is just ripped by what they remember Michael being and he's just he's the dude that killed three people did you guys like feel um like I think again one of my things against the kills and ends is how oddly like I don't even know the right word if it's like communal or like how the whole town feels and like everything felt like this big group event and I just felt like it was so corny and didn't fully make sense but I and I don't totally understand what they wanted to achieve with that besides maybe yeah. something mm-hmm. like uh, you know, when we band together, we can we can, we can we can kill the bad guy. I don't I don't I don't totally get it, but that was one of my knocks mm. against it, and I actually absolutely hated the final like one the final scene in uh, Kills. Mm. Yeah, the, the they definitely made it a bigger story because in the first movie, despite the fact that it goes to like multiple locations and you're go, you know what I mean. It it it's still a relatively small cast it's a relatively small story they're keeping it from the public um but in you know obviously in in kills is when um you know they they do the whole like mob mentality and the and the 
the shared grief and shared trauma thing and generational trauma and all that stuff. And I didn't love it. Um, and I like that they didn't necessarily, they, they did certainly focus on it, but not as broad, like until that final scene, you didn't see the whole town sure. come together. Yes. Mm-hmm. You saw like the town do shitty stuff. In ways and- you did. Yeah. Randomly. But here's actually, I just popped into my brain what it reminded me of. It reminded me of the hive mind of like, even just like social media of like, you start hearing mm-hmm. like one story and everyone just collectively just follows along, whether we're going in a mob mm-hmm. mode or we're going collectively positively like, oh yeah, we're all banding together to like kill, hurt, like finalize yeah. this thing. But yeah. And you see, yeah. And you see like a little bit of that in that the fact that towns, there are some townsfolk who blame Lori right. of all people. Mm-hmm. Like, even though she was like, she was the, the canary in the coal mine who was warning everything in 18 and then tried to stop him in 18. And then like he got out and they blamed her, they blame her for him like killing the entire fire department and right. everybody else. For provoking. They kept yeah. saying like she provoked him or I was something gonna like ask that. You guys, it's like, and maybe it's like because I haven't seen all of the Halloween movies. And so, and maybe this is just like reference to the OG is like her him getting sparked by her is like she she visited the old like his house right or like to drop something off and like was that literally yeah. it that like mm-hmm. triggered that was him it in the first and movie he just perpetually yep. is following just, her for the rest of his life her dad is a real estate agent who was trying to sell the myers right. house and when okay. he escaped he went to the myers house and he saw her when she dropped off the right. key okay. under the okay. doormat or whatever that was yeah. it the second movie you know, then it becomes, oh, they're, you know, th- then it's their siblings and then it's Cult of Thorn and then it's Which supernatural like crazy this shit. This is amazing. Like it feeds into this, like um, how insane Michael Myers could be is that fixation, that obsession with this one character, like one person who really has no effect on his life in any way, shape or form. And what mm-hmm. I feel like this movie did that I think also impacted that storyline was this idea is that it felt almost like a revenge film for a little while. And that's with Corey coming into the picture of like, Mm -hmm. you know, I almost thought for a little while that we were going to have, Oh my God, we're going to have this new chapter of a Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. I felt that way for a little while. And then um, what it turned to was that I think, I don't think it worked. was that Corey became a vengeful character and, or like, and so his motive went from like, he just he just became this person besides like because I, I almost thought there could have been a connection of like we are just broken people who have like had bad shit happen and he could be the next Michael Myers and he's just been provoked but like going revenge changes the whole dynamic is that Michael Myers isn't like necessarily in my mind a vengeful like villain I think right he is just a um, insane person who just has he's just a, a psycho killer like who has mm-hmm. no motive besides like, I'm just, I don't care why I'm killing you. I'm going to fucking kill you. And that's yeah, what, what I was, does. I think it was a poor decision to try to make Corey a vengeful killer of going after people that have like done him wrong. I did not like that t- turn. Well, I think the idea that they, that they brought about in kills and they tried to deliver home with this like social commentary 
you know, that started and, and really actually probably peaked in kills and then just kind of was brought home in this movie is this idea that like society breeds monsters. Sure. And so they really like one of the things that I absolutely hated when other people said, like when Laurie started saying it in other movies, I always liked that Donald Pleasance was kind of like he was the man of science. He was supposed to be the professional, but he was the he was the nutbag. Mm -hmm. Like I love Donald Pleasant so much. He's the best part about the first movie. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he's, he is the guy who has talked himself into the fact that Michael is the boogeyman and he is pure evil. And he looked into his eyes and, you know, uh, looking beyond this, looking to this night, you know, through the wall, past the wall to this night and all those crazy harebrained quotes that Donald Pleasant (laughs) has in the first movie, which are the best part of the movie. Like, I think that whenever the franchise started adopting this idea that Michael is evil personified, I think, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I think the writers and, and, and green, like, I feel like they took that as no, that's dumb. There's no such thing as pure evil society creates these people Mm. and they created Michael and Michael isn't an inhuman killing machine michael isn't a a supernatural monster michael is somebody that sees you know a combination of bad wiring and society created and now his body has why because his first kill wasn't really necessary like in the og like his first kill wasn't necessarily like societally motivated it was just more so just well you don't know that because you don't know anything about him from before before halloween on his when he's eight years old you don't know anything about him but i think that's the point though too is why i think it's so great is that in our mind what is created is that we have this person who is just kind of so fucked up in the head that they're just they they have Mm. no motive either way and i think that's what creates that mysticism or and terrifying nature to his character you know i I agree i i totally agree and that's the best thing about the first movie i'm saying i think that's what they were going for here is it's not pure evil there's no such thing as pure evil it's mental illness and society and so look michael's not an inhuman killing machine like everyone built him up to be he's just crazy and damaged And now his body is broken down. So now he's not as effective. But here's this other person who sees Michael and is learning from Michael. And it just as easily could have been learning from him on, you know, by watching YouTube videos Mm -hmm. or on social media or could have been a relative. But Corey is now learning how to be that monster. I think that's the way they betray themselves, though, because there are Mm -hmm. there is at least two things in this film that lead to Michael having mystical powers. I know. So, yeah, they didn't do a great job yeah. of it. I'm just saying, I feel like that was their direction, which I didn't hate, but I don't necessarily think that they executed it super no, well. Totally it didn't. became very confusing. Um, and I've only seen it the yeah. one time. So, so anyway. So we, we've kind of touched on the character, but let's get a little bit more into it. There's a character, his name is Corey Cunningham, and he's mm-hmm. introduced as this nerd who's getting beat up. He's like, he, he in the opening of the film, he accidentally kills a kid, you know, and, and it's because of the hysteria around Michael Myers that this kid ac- accidentally that was an gets killed. Kill. Essentially. Honestly, I feel like that was a highlight for me. 
That might have been the best scene in the movie. It, it, it's, the, it's when, a good he, scene. when the kid fell yeah. off. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking. It was, it was hard. Oh my god. See, I, I, I don't know. What, rich kids, rich kids, rich people's kids always die in movies. Mm-hmm. In horror movies. Yeah. So like, I knew the kid was gonna die. It's the great equalizer. Yeah. Like <laughs> rich, ki- like I knew the kid was gonna die, and I was, I was actually texting with uh, a buddy of mine this morning. He was like, "Oh, I got it. you know, I had to ask you how, what you, you know, what you think about or whatever." And he was like, "Oh, that first scene." He's like, "I audibly was like, holy shit," and I was like, "Yeah, it, it happened suddenly and brutally, and I thought it was a cool scene, but." Between the looking up to the not, the, mm-hmm. the three to four stories, and then you saw the outside of the house. It's like a split right, level. Yeah, like there's yeah I, I, oh my God. I'm glad that you noted that because I was like, wow, this yeah. this house is not as big as like those stairs made it seem like. But I, I, no. I, it looked like it was, yeah, fucking like evil Queen's Castle or right, some yeah. shit, like from the inside. But when I saw the height of the, of the, of the thing, or height of the stairs, and it's rich people... I was like, oh, this kid's as good as fucking dead. Oh, for sure. Fuck that kid in <laughs> yeah. general. He's a little piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> but so, yeah, that event turns Corey into this pariah in Haddonfield. And like it, it's the, the beginnings of like finding a new boogeyman. And like mm-hmm. he's he becomes like this washout. He's working at a junkyard despite supposedly being an MIT level engineer. That's supposed uh, to be his dad, right? Like his dad's place. I think it's his stepdad. Okay. Yeah. It makes more sense. Because, yeah, because uh, Ronald the Meatball doesn't seem to have much, <laughs> like... The meatball. I'm just staying on the Ronnie Meatballs. A, <laughs> fucking Ronnie Gabagool he doesn't, over he here. He doesn't seem totally invested in Corey, but he's, like, like he's trying to help him out. Yeah, but he's he never like He's never, him. like, yelling. Yeah, he's never, like, yelling or yeah. punishing you or anything. You kind of want to... I liked him a lot, honestly. Like, you wanted to hate mm-hmm. him at first, yeah, and yeah. then... But, no, every step of the way, he was kind of a nice fucking dude. That's why I thought he was why a stepdad. Why did I have it in He's my like head that he was an uncle? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uncle Maybe. banging mm. the guy's I, mom. Did I make? Is it did like the dad die? They weren't banging. He was Were at they their not? house every for dinner. Like, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was just like like they uncle were a weird Tony's family. I think it's. I think it's because he is doing a very stereotypical Italian meatball voice and she is doing <laughs> mm-hmm. a very stereotypical New York jo- Jewish lady voice. That's true. Mm-hmm. So like it, you didn't think they were necessarily a couple. I thought it was a stepdad and like he's not there all the time I, but he comes for over some sometimes. Reason, I had him as an uncle but I might be totally might be. I, I, that might, I might have completely they fabricated the, that. like divorcee we're settling for one another vibe we're like yeah let's Girl. fucking go mm-hmm. we're just gonna stay together like yeah he's not going yeah, anywhere. He's, he's yeah, we're two keep older eating. people in Haddonfield. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll touch each other's generals every once in a while. Yeah. Special <laughs> he, occasion. Yeah, he he he, <laughs> he runs a junkyard. She runs a shop where she makes those things, those plastic things you put on furniture. <laughs> oh yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> Hand sews plastic. Yeah, <laughs> she hand sews plastic covers so nobody gets any of the spicy Sunday sauce on the couch. You don't drop don't nothing you... in the sitting room. No, no gravy <laughs> on the couch. No gravy on the couch. <laughs> All right, my, you know what? I'm starting to resemble these comments with my family. So <laughs> we actually knew that, and that's why we're saying all of it. Everyone is currently doing an impression of my dad, and I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, get the fuck over here! Tony, God bless. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, I I didn't mention at the beginning. Uh. Real. I'm. I'm. Listen. I. 
a huge fan of this franchise. I've Shut seen up, all the Brian, movies. Yeah. I love all the movies, but <laughs> but the Jack Lantern animation, I'm always have to pay close attention to the Jack Lantern animation at the beginning. This was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The whole like morphing Jack Lantern is cool. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, good. it was enjoyable. I did like it. Yeah. Cool, um, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> I just I thought it, it would be crazy if we got to bring it up. Maybe it's just if if not just for me. I mentally made a note as well. Yeah, it is supposed to kind of set the scene because like you have multiple jack-o'-lanterns busting through another one. So it kind of gives you mm-hmm. the idea of lineage of evil as well as like you never know what the next one's going to be. So it kind of sets up the tone mm-hmm. of the film in a way. Let's so, tell yeah. you mm-hmm. shut up too, Steve. I'm just joking. Anywho, sure. I liked it. Hey, I also, like- what? <laughs> Why is uh why is when they're doing this whole thing about like how, you know, hey, when Michael went away, everybody just like created their own boogeyman and blah, 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 all this shit. And then there's all these people dying and being murdered. And why is Lori at every crime scene? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought Checkmark, that Lori was going to be a murderer. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly thought, Anthony, to your point, that they were going to. And I was like, God, if they do this, I'm going to be so impressed that they were going to go. No, Michael's been dead. We found his corpse in that fucking pipe. He been dead, and Lori's been killing people. And then I was gonna be like, that would have been sick. That would be been- sick. Yeah. But I think it's more so. I think of her keeping tabs on like how people are dying and what people are doing because she oh, just yeah. like has nothing better. Yeah, to do I as well. so she, This is her obsession in her life. She's always first on the scene. Yeah. Though. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> she actually She's is a an honorary cop. Did you not catch that? Yeah. <laughs> they gave her a badge, and no. it's the shape of a pumpkin. <laughs> it's a sh- are you making this up yes i'm making yes. this up. okay i was gonna say wait what did i miss here like what am i talking about um i'm glad yeah, for two I was seconds like, you is actually like, questioned is she like a nightcrawler situation you know why you know why i thought about that for a second because i was just watching a movie or something when they were talking about salem salem massachusetts <laughs> and in salem the like symbol for like the town including the police badges and stuff is like a witch on a broom kind of thing and so Mm. that's why i was like oh wait is that real anyway i think you thought this because you didn't have the confidence that these these movie makers (laughs) wouldn't do that yeah yeah Yeah, they might yeah that they wouldn't give her a sugar cookie badge you're like man halloween kills was pretty stupid it's actually an eaten park cookie the the themed ones right Mm -hmm. now you know with the pumpkin and the Frankenstein, little smiley mm-hmm. phrase. Dep- yeah, yeah. Depending on what it's pronounced, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. M. It's yeah. an M in both. Frankenstein. Got some Frankenstein. I made these Frankensteins. I got these witches over here. I made them out of a bag and a balloon. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I, like we should like briefly cover because I don't like. I mean, we're giving away a lot so much, but we should talk about just like the general trajectory of what's going on in this movie because I am so curious about Corey's like uh, story in this as well as then how it leads into yeah. Michael's and then getting to the end. Those are like, I think in my mind, the yeah. three main points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Corey is, uh, you know, he, he, he kills the, he accidentally kills the kid. He becomes this pariah. He has this very overprotective mom, um, who, who, who may or may not be fucking him. Oh God. No, no. Literally. I, I thought for two seconds, she's, Cause she kisses him on the mouth yeah. in a very, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. She's so abusive and toxic, but she's just like, yeah. Oh my, oh my baby boy. Come on. Yeah. Hey Tony, does your or Anthony, does your mom give you a kiss like that too? She's like, mwah, mwah. again, we're going back to just we're basically this movie is actually your family 
Did we decide this? <laughs> I was Corey. This happened. Oh, God. <laughs> are, you, are you the town devil now? How are you alive? Anthony kills rich children. I, um, I, I forgot I to mention. I accidentally killed a rich kid. We're actually going to have a side um, uh, anthology of Anthony kills. Yeah. Uh, they, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they... they they do this whole, you know, so yes, he's, he's, he's got a kind of a rough life. He rides his bicycle to the junkyard, which his uncle and or stepdad <laughs> runs, both. which we don't know, maybe both. Um, We've got a Hamlet situation <laughs> yeah. going on. So we, we go, we, you know, we see him, he's, he's living this very solitary life. He doesn't hang, you know, he doesn't really have friends. His uh, uncle's stepfather gives him a motorcycle. It's like this piece of shit old looks motorcycle. Really nice, actually, Brian looks sick. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, you need some freedom. You got to grow up. You're like 22 years old or whatever." So like, he's also like, "You need to get to work on time, bitch." That's right. Yeah, he's yeah. also like, "You're late all the time." Yeah, because he's riding his bike just to to work every day. Anyway, um, and then you know he um gets set up with uh. Uh, uh, Laura, uh, uh, Lori's uh, Allison. daughter, Allison, Allison. Yeah. granddaughter, rather. Granddaughter, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Allison is now, you know, uh, a spoiler for Halloween Kills, I guess. Um, Allison's mom, uh, died in the first movie. Yeah, I forget um, her name, but I, the actress is I, very, you know her. Karen. 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 Yeah, Karen dies in the first movie, gets killed. Um, so Allison now lives with Lori and, you know, they're making things work. Um, and Lori's trying to set her up with the, with the, the, the town, uh, pariah for some reason. Um, and so he kind of comes to this conclusion after being assaulted by band nerds and thrown off a bridge. (laughs) And then, accidentally question mark murdering a homeless guy oh brian brian you're, after, you're skipping yeah you're missing all right all right a big, a big part all right steve you want to oh, take yeah, it oh yeah yeah i'm sorry the homeless guy happens after he comes yeah. out of the yeah, sewer yeah. i was thinking it was before yeah. yeah yeah sorry the shape which why do you guys know why they called michael myers myers character yeah. the shape in this film Can so we they talk called about it that? in every I don't movie know. Yeah. So so uh, so yeah. going back to John Carpenter's original script, he called him the shape. Okay, um, okay. And then totally my ignorance. And then every movie since then, you know, at least in the credits, they refer to him as the shape. Yeah. So th- this is also Heard. where I would like to unleash my grand theory. Let's and fucking go. The, okay. Yes. The thing, the thing, the thing that will probably upset a lot of people. But so <laughs> after he's thrown off this bridge by the band nerds who have been bullying him, he mm-hmm. crawls into this pipe. Where he finds he doesn't he gets dragged. Oh, yeah, he gets dragged. dragged yeah you're right he gets dragged into the yeah. pipe by Michael Myers the Rat King Michael Myers the Rat course. King Michael Myers <laughs> old Stinkums from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. the Rat King yeah <laughs> and and it, at that this point Corey looks into a crevice and he sees Michael Myers and Michael Myers grabs him by the arm and they have this moment where they lock eyes I thought he grabbed him by the throat. Uh, he, okay, sure? he's, yeah, he grabs him. Yeah, he grabs him by the throat. He grabs him somehow. He grabs him. Yeah, up. he grabs, he him, grabs up. him up. He's like, I'm gonna kill you, but then something happens yeah. in the eyes, and he's like, they lock eyes. He got he got real horny. They Actually, I think he's a lot of horniness. Yeah. Oh, you thought it was a sexual tension thing. Well, I've <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm most things in my life are like that. <laughs> okay. So, the yeah. important thing is though that Michael Myers transfers his powers into Corey. <laughs> Oh, okay. And then Corey has a very disorienting moment in the pipe, comes out of the right. pipe, and kills the hobo accidentally 
suppose mm-hmm. unsure, unsure. And I wonder, is it at this point that anybody else realized they were watching a Spider-Man movie? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I, I, what? You just go on, go more, yeah, say more uh, words. Anthony does. Anthony, Anthony's Anthony probably on for a little bit. But <laughs> no, because I, I remember that scene, and then I watched the movie as if that was just some bullshit, stupid. Like, oh, we're mm-hmm. we're connected. We're one and the same. And then, mm-hmm. like, I started yes. to keep see on Twitter that people called like this a possession movie. Like, Michael possesses him in a way. Mm. And I think that's, I think it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know what would have made it make more sense if there was like a montage of like Michael Myers teaching him how to like just stab someone? Right. I mean, he kind of did a little bit, a little like bit. a little bit. You know what You're I mean? The best. Oh, well. And, yeah, and yeah, he's just exactly. like stabbing yeah, a potato yeah. sack. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's just more like no, no. It's actually a bunch of just um, unhomed people. Mm-hmm. He's making like, him. He's, make, like, he's making him carry Here's a bunch of jack one. lanterns up a bunch of stairs, <laughs> like on bleachers. Oh my and stuff. god! Fast oh, stalking. You're, you're you're creating a great TikTok video <laughs> yeah. in my mind already, yeah. Steve. Instead, it, it, it just becomes a horror version of my bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my bodyguard, yeah. or it, it uh, or Vision Quest, Vision or Quest. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, mm-hmm. similar. <laughs> Like just oh, kill. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's yeah. A, it's a Spider-Man film because uh, he is a nerd who's getting bullied, who isn't living up mm-hmm. to his potential. He gets mm-hmm. bitten by a radioactive Michael Myers in the sewers <laughs> and is given powers oh, wow. and he loses his glasses much like every other trope because <laughs> yeah. he does you know lose how? his glasses you're right and he's named and he he's never n- gets them back he never gets them back never needs them again he doesn't he's need them he's got yeah. the alliteration yeah he has the alliteration yeah. he's named <laughs> he's named cory cunningham which is a oh very stanley way of naming heroes peter parker cory cunningham mm. reed richards it's all there he starts out with a oh, shitty God. costume Damn it, you're right. i don't like this before upgrading to the michael costume <laughs> yeah i just wanted yeah. to make the joke that like you're now creating the story that we needed no he's he's just describing the story this that is happened. what happened and I, <laughs> yeah and and steve i i hate to say this i'm i'm wow. very much on board with this i did not but i hate it I, I like i am too but i hate yeah, it yeah, yeah, no you should hate it i did not realize so my whole thing in the moment i was like oh michael this is that whole thing of like, Michael's not an unkillable killing machine. Michael was just an old fucking guy who's been fucked up his whole life and has just been this murderous rampage berserker. Now he's old. The thing that's in his brain isn't going off the way it used to. So now he saw this kid and for some weird glimmer that which we'll never understand, which is the same reason why we never understand why he killed his sister. He let him go and took some sort of liking to this kid. And that and then mm. they were like, why did he see it? I was like, I think that was supposed to be Corey seeing his life flash before his eyes, mm-hmm. you know, when Michael was strangling him. And now all of a sudden that's him going like, I need to take control of my life, even if it's in the most fucked up way possible. Mm. But now I understand that he was bitten by a radioactive Michael Myers, which makes a lot more sense right. and because the whole time we kept going, why doesn't he need his glasses anymore? Why doesn't he need his glasses yeah. anymore? I couldn't get over it. And it's because he has you know, killer powers now. Toby, Toby McGuire didn't right. need his glasses anymore. Here's right. another like, um, scenario for this whole situation. He Mario bros, the shit in one ups by basically <laughs> killing 
Corey and mm. inhabiting his body. And the more he kills people, the more lives he gets, which is why he's able to actually fight Lori in oh. like the final scene. But then he's still weak enough and he's because he's still a bitch ass at this point. And, <laughs> I mean, he's um, also like Lori 75. So, yeah. So, well, he's, he's, you know he's what, in Anthony, his I don't 60s, give a shit. He's Michael right? Myers. Fucking. How old, how old was he in the. He was 23 and 78, so he would have been 63 in 2018. So 66, 67 in this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what? My grandma's got their, my grandma got her first tattoo at 65. Michael Myers. <laughs> Rick, fucking Rick Flair's still putting around. Yeah. So. yeah six, 60, 60 is the new 40. Yeah. yeah Rick, That's yeah, Rick Flair was 76 when he wrestled his last yeah. match. My grandma's 95. My other yeah. grandma's 95 doing yard work. You know what, Michael Myers? Do it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Michael Myers is younger than our last few presidents, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's younger than Ric um, Flair. No. That's all I need to know. So I almost thought there was an interesting moment the way I interpreted what that the scene we're talking about is that, like, somehow, again, we're talking more myst- mystical type things. Maybe he reads tarot cards mm-hmm. now. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Um, and him choking uh Corey, i thought like he was able to just see something in him he's like no you also have this evil in you which is what gave me the impression that we have this p- potential for this next generation of halloween films sure and i think they the potential in that moment was completely killed within the next you know half hour yeah. of what went on you yeah. know what i mean but also i mean to be fair to like how Corey escapes that situation is like the next time we see him is when they're killing the cop in the pipe. And like mm-hmm. Michael is shambling right, yeah. almost like a zombie. Like mm-hmm. he's all yeah. hunched over it, from getting bashed about the back and head and stabbed. And you know, yeah, he never fully recovered from that. That Did ass. You guys read it all, like, yeah. What? Like I am, I'm so fucking curious about this. Like I'm genuinely curious about like what their intentions were because he is made out so strongly to be this very like weakened character. Mm-hmm. I'm like what the fuck happened within the last four years? How did he survive over the last four years? Like, what is he doing besides like, n- you know, like unless he lives maybe such as like mummy type lifestyle where he's just like in this catacomb of sorts, just you know, he's eating know. dogs and other people's poop. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing. Okay, cool. Well, and he's also has killed a bunch of other people because the, which is what the, the homeless guy alludes mm-hmm. to, because he's like, why did he yeah. why did he let you live? Meaning that he's right. been basically chilling down there. Yeah probably eaten animals and 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 homeless people well that's what i took it as right before the bullies throw that kid over the side Corey, there's a huge billboard of a missing person i thought that was going to be Mm. touched upon at some point i missed that but that's a call that's a cool call out Mm. yeah another reading of this movie is that it's a metaphor for online radicalization of being red pill basically yeah. Corey essentially mm. gets red filled by Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. You're already now confirming my feeling of this hive mind bullshit. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, I, I do think there there is a lot of very vague social commentary in this movie and in Kills. I just don't understand why it matters. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I would agree because I I don't mind like I I like socially relevant horror and and stuff like that like i'm not one of these guys like you don't get bring politics into my horror guy but they made <laughs> halloween woke <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like why does michael have 
smoke now, smoke. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm not like one of these uh, dickheads. They them. Thank you, Michael's a they them. Yeah, but I'm he just shape. saying, like, I, he shape. He slash shape. Um, but I, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not like that. I like the political aspect. I mean, that's, that has been a hallmark of horror forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like polit, polit- like it's a way to talk about things that are that are either taboo or that are polarizing or whatever. But this felt heavy-handed and simultaneously um, vapid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know is maybe the word because it's so unclear right. and it feels like it's towing the line in a very like almost cowardly way. It's like we're going to be political. But like we're not going to take a real firm stance mm-hmm. on anything. Yeah. So you can kind you know of interpret it right however you want. Is that I'm finding myself more confused and more <laughs> actually annoyed by this film by yeah. after this conversation. <laughs> I thought I'd I actually was telling people earlier like I cannot wait to talk to the guys because mm-hmm. I feel like they can sometimes have really great formulated opinions and like you both are very intelligent. Actually, I'll, I'll say all three of you are very intelligent, like horror minded people, and I'm like now I'm, I. I'm not questioning that anymore about you all. But I what I'm saying is that I'm questioning Meg, about after this, this conversation, one hour in, she thinks less of all of us. No, I was hoping for you guys to give more clarity, but this is now just giving me a lower opinion of this movie. I want to jump on your your point of this being kind of a superficial political statement. Mm-hmm. It, it's written like it's guys that are right that are used to writing comedy trying that aren't particularly politically minded mm. and trying to do that. I think going super far off of topic, sort of like my feeling towards Joker written by Todd Phillips, where mm. you do have, mm. where it is very politically heavy handed, but also what, to what ends, to what goal. And it's just yeah. like, it's r- really felt like always to me for that movie. It was like, well, this stuff, his point was just like, well, this stuff is bad. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> and and, and, and it's weird it because like here too. because it, and Joker's a good example because, you know, there are people who can look at that and go like, here, this is what happens when people become disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. But mm. you could but then there's also like there's definitely a dude that has a red, white and blue Punisher sticker on his truck that thinks that the Joker is written for right. him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So like when you're when you're unclear and, and and not direct in your message, not that everything needs to be spoon fed, but it does seem almost like weirdly cowardly to be so vague. Right. Which, which is kind of like the same thing in Kills because mm-hmm. Kills is all about how like mob mentality is like bad because it mm-hmm. leads them to kill that uh, one patient who had nothing to do with anything. But right. like mm-hmm. it, they 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 toe the line again of like not completely outwardly denouncing. Trumperism and MAGA, the you know, yeah. in a way that like doesn't fuel again those guys with the Punisher window decals, you know. So yeah, so there there were probably mm-hmm. people in the theater sitting beside each other in kills that one of them was thinking like when they were seeing all the people with the torches and Tommy Doyle and all that they were going oh this is January six shit mm-hmm. and then there was somebody else sitting beside them going like yeah this is woke cancel culture shit mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's mm-hmm. like. It, it it felt like they were trying they were towing the line and the fact that they're trying to make everyone happy or not upset anyone regardless of how you feel and and for the listen if you listen to the podcast i'm sure you're very well aware that i'm a very liberally minded person but 
So I immediately put that as, oh, these are like, this is what happens when you have the fucking January 6th people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But like when you put it right down the middle like that and you don't pick a side and you almost intentionally make it vague, it feels mm-hmm. more predatory than right. anything. Because mm-hmm. it, cause, cause it totally. feels predatory for the sake of making money, whereas like good, uh, art, if you look at art, you're supposed to take away what you take away from it. But right. these movies are so heavy handed and like not just these movies, but like the Joker. And I don't know if any of you guys saw the new Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched yeah. yet. I, I was, I'm actually might watch it tonight. It, it, it's, it's fine. It's better than a lot of the sequels, yeah. but like it's very obviously an anti-drug movie. And it, but mm-hmm. it, it just, and that's even in the IMDb mm-hmm. freaking, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it just yeah. beats you over the head with that. Like there's so little subtlety in the writing anymore that lets you take things away that lets you form an idea of what it's supposed to be about but then also mm-hmm. as you're saying brian it mm-hmm. doesn't well then just spoon feed it to me what you think yeah then like right. because like even like even just off the kind of political message of this film like there's so much unsubtle things happening that they do spoon feed to you there's a scene later in the movie between Lori and roger and roger is the father of the kid who dies at the beginning. Right. And there's a scene where Roger is speaking about how he sees Corey out on the street and he's like, Oh no, that's not the Corey. I knew this one's dark and dangerous. Ooh. And he ends yeah. that speech. He's going down a dark yeah, He's path. going down a dark path. Yeah. And he ends that speech by saying, uh, he says, and was that always in him or did the town do this to him? And it's like, don't say that part. Right. Let us as an audience <laughs> right. think oh about God. that. Let us think mm-hmm. that on yeah. our own. Don't speed and feed that to us to make us go, whoa. That's what it, that's what made I feel like the older movies like so much more impactful is that like you were able to create those narratives and like Yeah. I don't know. But hey guys, this just yeah. in the next Halloween trilogy, if you haven't heard already, is actually gonna be a comedy series. Michael nice. Myers is actually mm. going to LA and he's gonna try to make it as a comedian. Nice. And, oh, 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 hot <laughs> nice. take. He's actually not dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, too, is like, <laughs> so we'll get to the end, <laughs> you know, because that that was very because that, that, that brought up something I definitely want to talk about. But I think we got to wait a little bit because we're not at the end, which the end is very, very polarizing, too. But now, now that we're on, like, we, we've kind of got like, so where, where we're at with Corey. So Corey starts to become basically a, a uh, um, Michael's protege. Mm. In a lot of ways, so much so they're they're a tag team. Literally, they go and kill Allison's boss and uh, uh, which is a doctor and his like the nurse that he is like that is fucking him for a promotion. Which, let's also make a call out like this movie, the Easter eggs that they did play. They did do so many callbacks to the OG, like not only in this mm-hmm. kill scene, first and foremost, with basically cleaning yeah. the nurse, like stabbing her through the she chest. Bo- he bobs, he bobs her. her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and other callbacks that we're just talking about this for two seconds about um, with Corey. Mm-hmm. This is what gives us the impression that somehow maybe Corey is Michael Myers and that Lori mm-hmm. senses this is like the um, scene when she's looking at her office and looking onto the street yep. and sees Corey kind of and then like disappears or whatever, you know, like yeah, he pops out from yeah. under a shrub. And I'm sure there's more and you guys might be able to call them <laughs> yeah. out, but those are two that definitely yeah, Which is Michael, classic shrub guy. Yeah. We all know that. Loves, <laughs> the guy loves shrubs. Um, 
But yes, it, laundry. He actually likes laundry. It was actually a combination of the shots of the because it, it was from the angle of the laundry shot, but it was mm-hmm. p- around the hedge. Like, so it was a combination right. of two. But I was going to say oh, they they had a huge huge miss with the doctor in this film because they mm-hmm. have they have sex doctor Doctor Mathis who is like he's banging <laughs> the nurse who gets the promotion over Allison. Right. They how how and why <laughs> is this not Tom Atkins playing Doctor Dan Chalice? Why is Tom Atkins not oh slamming high lives? Like, get him a fucking six pack of high life cans. Have him slamming the yeah. nurse. Like, yeah, I, I know. I was oh, so, man. and it was like an older guy. Call Tom yeah. Atkins up. Was it not? Yeah, now he's I want out that here. Movie. I want that movie. Yeah, it's so much yeah. better. He's out here. <laughs> he's, he's out there waiting for the call. <laughs> Anthony's yeah. got oh, silver yes. shamrock shirt on. He knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and can I just say that I hate Easter eggs at this point? The Marvelization of <laughs> the Halloween series is killing me. And yeah. nothing, nothing more than uh, Sheriff Brackett in The Last One Halloween Kills when he tells Michael everyone's entitled to one good scare. Oh my god! That and, and it's like it's not like they're it's not like they are um, they're very surface level. It's like you know what I mean. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. It's like why would why does he remember that? Why does he remember yeah. he said that in nineteen seventy eight? Except for that might be the last thing he says to his daughter before she dies. But it's just like mm-hmm. it's just like specifically it's there for people that have seen the originals. Like, oh, that's the thing. It's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time. Yeah. And, and Hollywood. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. He said the well, thing. It's, I'll t- put it this way. Like, if if Rob Zombie is more subtle in his fan service <laughs> than you, you've done a bad job. You fucked yeah. up. <laughs> like at least he did like the whole like ra- you know uh, uh red what red rabbit lounge mm-hmm. or whatever thing you know like he brought that into his and stuff his fan service was more subtle and there but like in 2018 even it's like oh there's the masks from three like you know what i mean it's just like it's very mm-hmm. that was, oh, was kills. That kills that had that the masks kills. from three that was kills i'm getting mixed up um I thought the 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 fan service in 2018 was like like borderline egregious over the top but then since then it has gotten Yeah. Out but of I mean hand. that that's what they want to make though cuz we already said it's a Spider-Man I film. Know. So they want to make right, yeah. a, they want to make a Marvel <laughs> version of a horror movie. And that's what we're they're doing. I know it's And sucks. specifically I also just want to go back again. This is into the Spider-Verse Miles Morales that Corey is <laughs> yeah. because uh, Miles Morales gets bit in a sewer in Into the Spider-Verse so Corey gets bit in a sewer <laughs> and then he's being trained by Peter Parker Michael Myers it's again more alliteration it's all there we're gonna find out that someone on this script was <laughs> right. on the same script for Spider-Man yeah. what's we're gonna find out yeah <laughs> he's being trained by Peter B. Parker the out of shape that's Spider-Man. right yeah mm-hmm. the one that's not quite this there the out of right. shape Michael Myers mm-hmm. who yeah, got the shit beat out of him. <laughs> shit beat out of him. He's super burned. He's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Oh, man. just ruined. Uh, this it makes too much sense. It makes me sad. Um, so a couple couple of things that that I took issue, and, and I I never, I guess I wasn't that clear. For me, I did not dislike this mm-hmm. movie, and of course. it is a hundred percent because of expectations. Sure, is because I I came, I came into twenty eighteen with such low expectations, and. I was pleasantly surprised. Then I liked 2018 so much, and I still like 2018, that I came to kills with 
too high of expectations and was super disappointed. And I thought it sucked ass. Now I came in with this, my expectations, it's a fucking roller coaster. My <laughs> expectations are so low now that I came in this one. I'm like, they right, were lower fine. than the first one. I think, yeah, yeah I think they were. Yeah, you're right. I think 20 is still a good movie. And I think the Michael Myers parts of kills are good. I think Michael yeah. is interesting and, or like he's brutal. Mm-hmm. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else around it is stupid. But wait, wait, can we talk about that for a second though? Is like, are you thinking mm-hmm. even just like Michael Myers as far as even when Corey takes over as the Michael Myers? No, I'm talking about kills. I'm not even talking about this. One. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, totally. My bad. That's my bad. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, Cor- Cor- Corey, um, you know, Corey, s- how do I put this sucks in is a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't dislike his performance, right? but right. his two things about the Allison Corey storyline, among other things that didn't make any sense to me was one. Why is Allison so attached to Corey so fast? Yeah. Like they've hung out twice and then he yeah. freaks and- out at the bar and bails. I'd be like, Whoa! Fuck off! Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like we've literally have hung out twice. This is an instant codependent so, relationship, and I hate it. It's triggering as yeah, fuck. Yeah, so eat shit, weirdo! Like, get the fuck up out. Yeah, it's weird that they weren't high school classmates, right? That's that's an easy like connection, right? Yeah. I feel like you kind of for a slight moment in a couple of conversations feel like they know who each other is, and I think like. Allison understanding that like what Corey did gave her a connection. So I'm not trying to justify all of this because I still did not like it. And I agree with everything you're saying, Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like that was what we were supposed to take out of it. It was that there was this connection between Allison having gone through the situation, losing her mom and like dealing with Michael Myers and then Corey murdering someone <laughs> like right. there was some connection in like some bridge i don't know i was gonna i was gonna say i just think that allison's gonna dick her out <laughs> she could be i mean because otherwise what because they've painted allison to be this very like self-sufficient like she has her mom has learned from like her mom was the direct recipient uh, re- recipient uh, uh, yeah she was a recipient, recipient she, yeah. of the trauma that Lori suffered mm-hmm. right yeah. and then allison is the one that's going to break the cycle of generational trauma right so allison is this a little bit more like self-actualized type of you know person and then you got a dick swinging and she just the, goes out the window and that's so fucking stupid yeah, she's smarter than that Come it on, is girl. dumb because she, all of a sudden like okay so you have this kid that's fucking one second he's napoleon dynamite the next second he's fucking <laughs> james dean and mm-hmm. she's so into him because he's got a fucking motorcycle and he's talking about burning the world down like dude that guy Sitting over here being like you know what maybe maybe i would give into that too i don't know like his twitter avatar is definitely a Punisher related thing. Like he is not cool. He is a fucking incel that read the art of the deal or something. And now he's like out here trying to turn his life Brian, around. You're describing he's like, someone so- I probably would go after too, but at the same time now I'm questioning like, like all of my partners in my life. So um- do, you, do you think he has a lot of unironic Jordan Peterson retweets? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. He, yeah, he's DJ Qualls in the second act of the new guy. <laughs> so he's not pulling it off. Yeah, yeah, he a hundred percent like, uh, like I could make a mixed tape 
that is like his top played songs on tell Spotify. Me, tell me. I want to know at least one of them. <laughs> All right, wait, let me Nickelback. It's definitely Nickelback. Puddle yeah. of mud. How much POD is on there? <laughs> I was going to say Drowning Pool, oh my but God. he was like. Mm. <laughs> well, no, it would be Trapped. <laughs> Is yeah, Hedge, yeah, headstrong maybe. by trapped is oh headstrong God. by yeah. trapped is number one. To keep <laughs> this is such a side story. Do you guys catch my story from the other night at all <laughs> on uh, Instagram? Uh, so I went. Uh, this is a side story. We're definitely getting off topic here. But um, I went to a tattoo convention on Friday. Uh, my my tattoo artist asked for me to submit a few of my tattoos for the competition. So I said yes. And one of them was my back piece. So I showed up to this conference um, brawless just with a flannel on so I could like turn it around, have the back open so people could see my back. And mm-hmm. um, one of my girlfriends came with me, uh, you know, just to go. And then I was also like, hey, you actually have to help me. And so we're sitting there and I'm just like feeling really insecure and uncomfortable, like being brawless here, sitting here. And what instantly came to my brain was the, you know, the drowning pool song, uh, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. What I said out loud to her was, uh, Let the titties hit the floor. Because I have big boobs. And they just was like, they're feeling dangly. You were just like, what? <laughs> nope. Let the titties hit the floor, bros. Let's go. Um, <laughs> all right. Now all our listeners know my that is a lot. To, that's a lot to ask to say, all right, guys, um, stand up here and <laughs> pretty much take your shirt off. That's a lot to ask. Some chick literally just like dropped her pants. She had like a tattoo right underneath her butt. I was like, she's not yeah. wearing shorts. She just was like, pants down. Let's yeah. go. She's not playing. Do your thing. You do She's your girl. Cute. I uh I I do like um I do I, I very much appreciated that the main band bully talked like a newsie as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, he had like a, a like a New York accent. Like a really I, I strong one. I, I talked about it as like, oh, it's Chicago accent. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, but it not was really, because Chicago like, sounds like this. And then right, like yeah. he was very much like, yeah. oh, he fucked up my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get the fucking guy. I'm going to fucking kill this piece of shit. Oh, having yeah. a chalky milk again. <laughs> Guys, after the last one, the budget, you know, the budget was a little bit lower. So we, you know, we had to get what we yeah. got, you know. <laughs> I thought for a second that they were going with Corey as he was going to be basically like the Paul Rudd, Tommy Doyle <laughs> from from uh, from part six. Yeah. Curse sure. or Michael Myers. Uh-huh. I thought they were going in that direction where he was like he was the guy who had the connection or or or, or even Jamie. Like, I thought they were going to do it like he's got this connection with Michael mm-hmm. because of X, Y and Z mm-hmm. reasons. Um, but then they just then he's the new Michael, which became abundantly clear pretty quick because then it was the whole thing of like, OK, he's talking to himself. You know, he thinks Lori's there. The house where he killed the kid, at, even if it was accidentally, is his Myers house. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping on the floor where the kid died. You know, so it was this whole thing. Yeah. Like it became Duh. clear where they were going after that. But I, I was excited in the middle of the movie. I was like, "This is going to be fucking Could great." Go a lot and of ways. Yeah. Watched it. Yeah. The, the, I think they needed to add more mystery to what happened, mm-hmm. and like not mm-hmm. necessarily give away the ghost that Corey was killing. Because you, cause, yeah, that's a good. Because the other way to go about it is kind of make it like Friday the Thirteenth Part Five where you think Tommy Jarvis is the killer for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, totally. and because he's he's always seeing Jason and everything, so you think he's a nutcase and he's killing everybody around him. So, like that's another mm-hmm. way to go. There, the there's a whole bunch that of from the beginning, though, is that they're like this that mysticism of thinking that like someone's like it's absolutely insane, or like mm-hmm. even if we did see him, there could have still been the same scenario. I think going yeah. on. What you're talking about? I just yeah, but I, I think there's like they showed too much. Because like they, the whole thing is it falls apart when they kill the cop in the pipe, because that's the other scene of mysticism you get with Michael Myers. Because he fucking shambles over, stabs the cop, and gets the cum shakes from stabbing the cop. (laughs) (laughs) He does, and then he almost like yeah, yeah, after he nuts, he like then he has a bunch more power. Yeah, like it's very weird. It's so weird. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and the more the more we talk about, the more I like Anthony's idea of like they should have never been in the room together, or they should have never interacted Mm -hmm. that much. And then ultimately, it's just been Corey the whole time, and Mike. And then you see Michael's, you know, fucking rotted corpse in the fucking sewer. You know what I mean? Like that would have been way. Way hey cool. Yeah, he just another, found the mask. Another future theory of the yeah, next, just the mask, the next right. franchise is actually going to be solely on TikTok, and it's just going to be three-minute videos of oh, the, all this happening. <laughs> Easy consumables. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what this literally, like, it feels like, some even things the way we're talking about it, it literally feels like a personification of certain societal things, which we've already talked about, but, like, the more we keep talking about it, I'm like, the more I see it on the next thing, it's just going to be on TikTok or something, you know? Gonna be stupid. I I don't know why they chose to make Corey Michaels like protege because like Michael's not not really a willing participant in mm-hmm. this, and, and and so like how is he coming along for the like how did they both show is that up a, like survival at the of the fittest house? type thing where he sees his survival in this character? I don't fucking know. I mean, I don't know. Is he luring him there or but like I, I, yeah. like I said, I also saw it as like almost like this regenerate. Regenerative, uh, maybe that's yeah. Which is like, why he got yeah yeah. Which is why he got saying. the cum like, shakes and got I, powerful. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I think that's like literally what I feel like was happening is he somehow saw like he could like use or feed off of him. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, if if it would have been Corey just observing Michael from a distance, that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they were like tag team partners yeah like he so was, bizarre uh yeah cory was the fucking marge Gennetti of for fucking uh michael like it was just it, it didn't make any sense like they they but like if it was just them dragging people into the to the tunnel to the sewer and michael was and and cory essentially feeding people to michael yeah right that would have like, been uh, like hellraiser yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Right. Like Hellraiser. That would have made more sense. But then when they both end up together at the doctor's house, that's when it all started yeah. to fall apart for me a little bit. I'm like, we missed the scene like, where Michael's holding on to the back on the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was about to bring that up. And they're whole and they're singing like because there's such a hard cut and i forget i think yeah. it's after the doctor gets killed isn't it that there's a hard cut from that yeah. to the motorcycle going down the street and you don't mm-hmm. know who's on the motorcycle it, i mean it's allison yeah. but yeah. like it's shot from afar it's like are they about to show us mo- motorcycle michael, <laughs> michael? oh my god i, I would have loved that i would have loved that would have been awesome less ambiguous just take a big old swing yeah. um yeah. did you guys catch the uh the home alone quote oh no, what was it? I'm not afraid anymore. Oh, oh yeah. 
I could not hear that without thinking Kevin McAllister. <laughs> um, not afraid of yes. Go, Allison. The, the, <laughs> Allison is so poorly written as most of the script is, but like she's treated like uh, dog shit in this film. For somebody who's kind of supposed to take up the mantle of Lori, mm-hmm. she makes like terrible decisions. And then like there's the scene towards the end where like Corey's like, we're going to run away with all you. Know, let's go. And Allison is like packing to go and leave. And right. And she fights with Lori telling like essentially blaming Lori for everything. But it's like, where the fuck have you been, Allison? Like, I legit agree with you so much. I I literally almost thought after kills that Allison would have literally taken up this. Like she would have been like our next Lori. That actually would have been a great thing if like Corey was our next Michael and Allison was our next Lori. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would have been interesting. But like, yeah, she she blames Lori for all this stuff. And it's like, why are you blaming her the same way the townsfolk do? Because you were there. You know how everything went down. Your she, mom like, fucking died by the hand of Michael Myers. Yeah, like, yeah. why are you denying this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you fighting her? Also a little bit of her mom's fault because she, did, she didn't stab Michael again with that pitchfork. She just dropped it on the ground. <laughs> like, oops, the one fucking thing Lori should have taught her growing up in a piece yeah, of right. household was to not drop your goddamn weapon. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I, I'm going to switch gears towards things I actually liked about the movie because we've just been talking about things we don't like. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and and I said that I do kind of like it. So um, and this is something that throughout the, the, the trilogy and, and I'm not this I will preface this by saying there are two kind of fans of the Halloween franchise two two archetypical fans fan segments let's say of of the halloween franchise there's people who who grew up with the first movie and like the 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 fact that michael is not an unstoppable supernatural killing machine and it's basically like a weird home invasion random killing type of movie which makes it so scary and then there's people who just like have a boner for michael myers and you know what i mean like just like to be um like weird creeps in a mask that stalk women like that. There are two different. I think you just like having a boner. (laughs) No, like, but you know what I mean? Like you there's there, like, even if you go to like horror conventions and stuff, you find people that are like weirdly into Michael in a way that like somebody would be into like a, a, an athlete or Mm -hmm. something. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm not doing a great job of, of describing it. I get what you're saying. Cause like that, the, the Rob zombie Halloween, movie mm-hmm. like validates those people so much more because it gives mm-hmm. them the backstory and right. that makes them this huge monster and like yeah so like yeah there, there's definitely people who are like obsessed with michael myers and they just like the music and the mask and yeah know. and the kills and mm-hmm. the violence and all that stuff and like yeah i'm not gonna say i don't like that stuff but michael is not frankenstein right he's not an anti-hero Right. He's a fucking bad guy. Michael's the bad guy. Right. Like Lori is the protagonist, even though, you know, things get complicated and all that stuff. Michael's a bad guy. You shouldn't be rooting for him. You know what I mean? Okay, it might be fun to watch Jason, you know, slam up a a person against a tree, you know, in a sleeping bag or whatever. But like Michael is not historically that, although he had become that at times. Anyway, that said, the kills in these movies have been across the board pretty fucking great like 
pretty much like when it comes to like gore and 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 violence in movies for me like i i don't necessarily like you know not that i don't like it but i'm not like i want to go see this movie because it's got a huge kill count like that's not necessarily what i'm in it for Mm -hmm. um but if i see something that i've never seen before then i'm gonna be like oh that was fucking cool you know what i mean and and this franchise has done that multi this trilogy has done that multiple times and i think with this movie they did a great job of it too even with you know what is a relatively small kill count compared to mm-hmm. compared to halloween kills because oh, yeah. he dispatches um, an entire town and an entire fire department and, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah which that i mean let's let's be real that scene the fire department scene in kills had simultaneously i can't even think of a movie in i can't think of a scene or a sequence in any other movie that has as high of highs and as low of lows as that <laughs> you know what i mean like when he first walks out on the porch yeah. and there's the flames and the water dripping down you're like that's a fuck and the music you're like that's a fucking awesome still oh yeah mm-hmm. then when he starts killing all the firemen and the one fireman starts firing up the saw you're like this just turned into the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, I, I, but also at the same time, like just from training, uh, like my brain being trained by Kung Fu films, firing yeah. up the saw is so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. But the thing is, it's like yeah. firemen are trained to save people. And if you saw someone come out, you wouldn't be like, I better saw mm, this motherfucker. I better arm myself <laughs> yeah um but anyway so overall though the, the, i think they're really good and the torch to the face scene in this mm-hmm. one uh was was great i think my favorite and in then, that regard was the um dj the district yeah yes i agree it was like i feel like it was a solid yeah we not only do we get darcy from the last drive-in uh diana prince is is in there briefly although she gets killed and you see it kind of in the background mm-hmm. apparently her kill scene was much longer and it got cut yeah and it, it'll probably um, be in a i think she posted it's going to be in the extended cut so yes i heard that she, it's going to be an extended cut so i'm excited to see that she she appears very briefly but cramps teenage werewolf is playing <laughs> which is one of my favorite fucking songs and then he smashes the dj's head cuts his fucking tongue off and then the tongue is on the turntable and it just rules very hard right but and that's what i feel like for as like few body counts as we got in this one is that i what i expected was for them to just be brutal and i think like Mm -hmm. that's that's all i expect from michael is that they're like unapologetically just aggressive and like Mm -hmm. unhinged and that's what we got in that one and that's why i also like the callbacks is that that was Mm -hmm. super many Mm -hmm. like when um Corey killed the unhomed person i was like this is stupid. This is not a Michael Myers kill at all. No. Well, yeah. Yeah, and and that's the other thing is I kind of wish they went more with is like uh, letting Corey develop his own kind of style to stick out because like he uh, he accidentally stabs the, the homeless person. And then when he kills the DJ, 
Like that's a very directed thing because the DJ had been bullying him and Allison earlier. And so like, Mm -hmm. that's a very directed thing of like, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to take away the thing that you love most, which is speaking into the microphone. I'm going to take your tongue. Mm -hmm. So like if they, if they allowed Corey to develop a little bit more and do that and like kind of do his own thing, things that don't look like Michael Myers kills, yeah, some seven yeah, shit. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Out here. Yeah. yeah. Just like that's give him his own flair. Reven- that's very vengeful, but also very mm-hmm. ego driven. When it, like that right, would have yeah. been the distinction thing. And that's what I also was not a huge fan of, but like the kills that did exist, I thought were solid. So And there there that. was and there's something earlier in the film, the during that montage where with the voiceover and they're talking about, you know, all the people dying, and they show the two they show the couple in the Jeep. That have basically been yeah. executed son of Sam style. Yeah. And you right. you hear you hear one of the cops say, No, this isn't Michael Myers. He doesn't use guns. Right. It's uh, Brackett. Yeah, it's Brackett. Yeah. He says yeah. Michael doesn't use guns. It's Will Patton. Bro. Yeah. Oh, not Brackett. Yeah. It's yeah, not Will Patton. It's yeah. uh it's, yeah, yeah. it's Will Patton. It's Will Patton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. But it would have been cool if just at some point Corey shot somebody. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It would have thrown him off the trail of sorts. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I or think he, like, it's how he gets a he gets himself out of a situation with Lori or something. Like mm-hmm. he gets cornered mm-hmm. and then he shoots somebody because yeah, he did run uh, somebody over with a van. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, that that girl with the with the rat's nest <laughs> hair. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the uncle slash father in law. It gets shot accidentally by the newsie, I guess. Um, yeah. With a lever action fucking, <laughs> you know, John Wayne 3030 rifle for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I, didn't, I thought he was going to let Margot live because she was the only one that, like, I think Margot was the only one that was like, would look after him. Like, yeah, but that also, okay. right. Mm-hmm. So that was, was a good Michael callback, though, of sorts of like, it doesn't fucking matter. You were with these people. You know, that to me right. was like mm-hmm. the closest thing. It was less ego driven and more like, no, I'm just going to train right, or, you know, draw this train right over mm-hmm. all of you motherfuckers. Right. So, anyway. Stomp your head like a watermelon. But I appreciate the call. Like, it's like, that's what I would have thought mm-hmm. to you, you know. Mar- Margot gets punished for inaction in the fact that yeah. she didn't she didn't turn in Newsy and drummer hair and <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, so moving on to for me, what was probably the most egregious scene in the film, and the one that honestly, and maybe I need to watch it again, or maybe you guys can shed some light on it, but it was more confusing to me than Corey finding Michael in the sewer was. Lori's staged suicide attempt. Yeah, but I'm very confused. <laughs> I feel like there's by... this like intuition aspect to her that you kind of sense throughout it. I don't know. You guys might have a different opinion. Is that I just got a sense that she knew that night. We're talking about Halloween. She knew shit was going down with Corey. She just expected, knowing Michael, that Michael was always going to show up. So she knew some Mike Corey mm-hmm. was going to show up. Whether, but like all the other stuff, I'll accept that. But all the other stuff about the 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 writing and the internal monologue and the pacing around with the gun and putting it to her head, like what was all that acting for? Who was that for? Us. 
Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was for us. Because for a slight like, minute, I did Corey think she was, was going to do it. There. Like, I did for a slight moment think she was going to do it. I thought she got, she was yeah. so distraught that she upset Allison. I thought for a minute, but like, I, yeah, I agree. That was probably for us. Yeah. It just seemed uh, that would have made, it would have made sense if that was the case. But yeah. then it was like, she's like, you, you really thought I was going to kill myself? Plow and shoots him. And it's like, what? Who was that performance for? You know for? what I'm yeah. curious about? If you about, knew he was there, why didn't you just hop around the corner and shoot him? You know what him? I also thought it was about is that, like, they, she clearly called the cops, so she knew that the cops would come. So that was one way to get the cops to show to the house to be like, Michael's here. Like, we need to fucking... But why did she have to report a suicide? Like, what the whole suicide charade, I, I don't understand. Yeah, because it, 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 if she is just waiting for him to open the door... And to shoot him, like she doesn't have to reveal that she has a gun. She doesn't have to do the play acting. She just no, like she can just hide the gun under her book that she's writing her manuscript. Her that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is I think that was one way for her to be able to call the cops, knowing that someone was in the house. Just call the cops and say that there's a you shooting. Know what I mean, like that's what I'm. Yeah, like if she would have called and just oh, said that, makes that sense. like there's someone in the house. She wouldn't have a been able to hurt the hurt the person, you know, the person coming after her. Like I just think there was okay. that's in my mind was one aspect of it. But like, yeah. no, that that actually does help it make sense for me because if he was, well, where was he? Was he in the closet? I think he was, was just out in the hallway. Just saw shadows, in the hall. like a couple yeah. scenes, like around it. You okay. saw a couple so shadows. So assuming he was eavesdropping, mm -hmm. she knew, he was and there. she's going to call the cops. She wants the cops to be there. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, it does make sense that she would report a suicide, so not to alarm him mm -hmm. that okay. she's calling yeah. the cops okay. and that she knows he's there. That's All how right. I'm taking it. So that kind of yeah, does make whether sense. Whether or not it's actually but, good, it's another story. But yeah. No, 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 that 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 actually does help me to not hate that as much. But I do am I am curious then after she shoots him and he falls down the stairs, then she goes to the bottom of the stairs and she empties the gun into the wall. The two. Yeah, I, I almost thought like, yeah, what, was it going to she was going to try to make it look like a yes, home invasion? I think that was also what I gathered from that. But why didn't she put one in his fucking well, head? Was, was that what? Yeah, because she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. she empties the entire gun. Yeah. yeah, was it was that what it was, or was she just trying to say now it's hand to hand time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, was she really yeah. gonna go like, okay, now we're gonna go Mortal Kombat style? Like, yeah, she just empties the gun so he doesn't have any bullets mm -hmm. to use on her. Sure. But right. that was never her mo. I don't know. She's always down to use some weapons. Yeah. She loves like guns she in 2018. All, she, she, listen, there's one thing we know Lori Strode loves. It's guns. Well, you know, okay. And traps. So here's the other <laughs> thing, though, with that whole, like, her unloading the gun into the wall of, like, making it look like home. Because that was initially what I thought is that she knew it was Corey. So I think she had to know that it, like, it didn't look like she knew he was coming. You know what I mean? Right. So, hmm. like, making it seem like she got attacked is going to, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it's an Allison thing too. Maybe it has something to do with her of like showing that she got attacked. This seems so confusing and I'm probably just making more up in my brain to make it make sense. Like yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it, it's, it is confusing. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it is absolutely confusing. And then he, 
stabs himself. So, okay, little twist. Corey, she's like, you a bitch, Corey. And she's like talking him down. And then he goes, fuck you, and stabs himself in the throat with the, yeah. with the, with the knife, with the kitchen knife, basically saying like, I'm going to frame you. Yeah, because he because he because he wants he wants Allison to hate Lori, right? So 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 she'll leave with him. So his last his last words are if if I can't have her, no one will have her. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the whole twist was like you thought that that was him threatening to kill Allison, but in reality it was no. If I can't have her, you can't either. So, so right. Lori empties the gun so he can't use the gun on her, but also so she doesn't kill him and he can get arrested by the police. Like it. So like, I think she just wanted to actually do real justice for a, a change, mm. like right. do lawful okay. justice and like let him yeah. get arrested. But then, and then I guess she felt comfortable going hand to hand if need be, but then he stabs himself and that makes her the bad guy in yes. Allison's she eyes. Touches- then she touches the weapon. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Then she pulls it out. She grabs it. Well, then, and then the other thing too. Yes. So I, I get what he did in terms of framing her, but then why would she ever touch the weapon? And then secondly, she had this all planned out, and she was able to keep this act and and keep this composure through all of this. But then when Allison walks in the door. She crumbles and and lets Allison walk away thinking that she killed Corey, playing into Corey's trap right. or trap or pivot, whatever the hell he did. And that's and, just because the script she, said that's what had to happen. I know. It's <laughs> like that's just not what Lori would the no. Lori that we've come to know here would not do that. Right. And then like because right. again, back to the knife being in his neck, it's basically like first aid that you don't remove knives or Mm. anything that's impaled because it's usually blocking the artery and keeping it from spraying out. Mm -hmm. So she would know that as a survivalist, Mm -hmm. of course. And then the other thing is like, again, this is bad. Allison writing is like, why, why doesn't she stop the question? Why Corey was in the house to begin with? Why Mm -hmm. is Corey in a jumpsuit? Like Michael Myers, Mm -hmm. you know, like, (laughs) Did I un- you think they were cosplaying yeah. or like, do, what, what did you think was happening? Yeah. I understand at some point, like off screen, you don't really see it. Like during the confrontation, Michael picks up his mask secretly so he can put it back on. So the, I don't think Michael's mask is there as mm-hmm. evidence when Allison comes in. Yeah. So for Lori to go, no, he Michael, he Michael now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, this new Michael, new Michael, new Michael bad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so j- j- jumping ahead, we're, we're, we're pretty much at the end of the movie or near the end of the movie. There's a couple more key scenes here. Lori uh, versus Michael fight the final showdown. Thoughts on thoughts on that. This is this is probably where I start to really like the movie. Really? Just mm-hmm. from here on. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the fight was pretty good. Too. I mean, the fight yeah. was fine. I, 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 I like this- I felt like it. I don't know. Um, maybe too, it came off too choreographed. I mean, obviously we know it is a choreographed thing. Like I just was like, it, it's like, well, it was, you do it almost, have an old lady. It, was, it just felt like too much of a caricature of like what I expected Lori's character from like the original to now to kind of have a fight. Like it felt too dramatic in a sense 
um, like we've used character character a lot or just like a cartoony type feeling. That's what it felt like. And it felt like almost too easy at times and then also too hard at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's always been a lot of ambiguity about Michael's strength. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Where he's just scrawny Nick Castle in the first movie, yeah. but then he pins Bob to the <laughs> cabinet right. with a knife. <laughs> and then he picks up a nurse one armed with a scalpel in two. You know what I mean? So right. there's always mm-hmm. been a lot of ambiguity around Michael's I, strength. To, to his strength in this one, though, he like he is pretty easily bested by Corey earlier mm-hmm. in the film, mm-hmm. where yeah. Corey goes to have the I'm gonna wrestle my dad scene. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the what I call the stop hitting yourself. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, but I, I guess at that point Michael didn't get his again. Michael didn't get his groove back yet right. at that point. Yeah, yeah. not full, on, not full power. Like the last ten minutes yeah. of the movie, then he dies. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's the whole thing's very it, it, yes. Michael's strength and all that, the struggle and his um, aggression. It, he seems unstoppable at certain parts. You know that's always been something we you've dealt with in this franchise. But th- they they do have this big old uh, uh, struggle in the kitchen where they're beating the shit out of each other, and then ultimately Lori pins his hands to um, to the counter, and then uh, with knives, as one would imagine, and then pulls the refrigerator on top of him. Um, again, I was okay with that. Then Michael rips his own hand in half through the knife to start choking. Uh, I wanted to see more gore in that scene. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to see the whole split hand. I think that would have been, well, you do see it. You you get a little bit of it. You do it. You You see it when Allison, after Allison rips him away. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, so then Actually, choking him, and then funnier out- scene is that if he would have choked her with like between his two fingers, <laughs> <laughs> live long and prosper, bitch. Um, and then he's Freddy cause he calls her bitch. Um, anyway, but yeah, so, so then they do this whole, you know, this whole thing where basically they bleed Michael out like a, like a hog. Yeah. <laughs> they li- does shake off that, that stamp of the heart though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's all right. I mean, that's not that bad. That's just a flesh wound. But then eventually they they slice his throat open and slice his wrists open. And again, they just they bleed him out like a damn hog in the kitchen. Um, they didn't cross the road. They went right down. You know, they did it right. Yeah, they mm-hmm. went right. Yeah. So that the one thing with this and, and it gets more ridiculous, not re- it gets more. This is a big swing. And this is one thing that I kind of had mixed feelings on about David Gordon Green was he and and I honestly don't know if it was him or if it was like Blumhouse or both that were like, we need to put our mark on this franchise. So they were like, we're going to do the thing that everyone in horror movies say to do mm-hmm. which is they bleed him out and then they put him into a fucking trash grinder grinder yeah because that's the thing you always say you're like oh he's laying there oh yeah he's presumably dead cut his head off set him on fire put him in yeah. a fr- trash bag well guys for those of you who are fans of the franchise he was fully dead in the second one <laughs> Literally, you see his corpse <laughs> laying there burning as Mr. Sandman plays. He's fine. He's good. Yeah, you come back. Then <laughs> Halloween H2O, 
they done cut his head off <laughs> with an axe. Uh-uh. He good. No, that wasn't him. Don't worry. That wasn't him. He played a trick yeah. on that. It was, yeah. That was a funny joke he played. So, so this, that was a very funny joke. <laughs> now, here's the thing. This time they go, no, no, no. We're going to not only take his mask off and see his face, but we are going to do the thing that is so unmistakable that no one could ever say, no one could ever H2O this. Mm-hmm. Or, well, it wasn't H2O that did it, but you know what I mean. Right. There's nothing that could, you know, make this ambiguous at all. This is Michael Myers without a mask, dead, tied to a car with a hundred um, survivors and witnesses watching him get fed into a grinder and watching his head pop like a melon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm totally fine with it. I love it. I thought it was a I, I had no issue with this. Yeah. I loved H2O when I saw it in the theater and his head got chopped off. I was like, fuck yeah, they killed Michael Myers. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's all everything you ever want to have happen. Yeah. It's it's their way, yeah. like it's their way of ending their series. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean, cause right. I mean, at this point we're on how many timelines of Halloween, right? This it's is like, so messy already. This is the third timeline. I would third, fourth timeline, even depending. Yeah. Depending on you, one Rob Zombie. Right. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. At least four, if not five. Yeah. So like this, <laughs> this is the fourth iteration of Michael Myers and this is just them ending theirs. The next time we see it, we probably won't see Jamie Lee Curtis, if Halloween gets made again with a, a Michael Myers, it'll be a brand new movie and it might start back in the 70s or they just might start a new one in the 2020s mm-hmm. or 2030s, whenever the fuck, you know, it comes out again. So, yeah, yeah, it's it, I only didn't like it because it's such a weird tonal shift for these last five minutes of just like this funeral procession. I didn't need, yeah. I didn't need the funeral procession mm-hmm. if it was just no, Allison. If it was just Allison and Jamie Lee Curtis and maybe Will Patton just dumping his body and then grinding it up as I mean, like it was it was a little I mean, overkill. The only thing it made mm-hmm. sense is that we kills set it up for that this is no longer just a lorry issue. This is a town issue that yeah. everyone needed right, to fucking right. have some resolve to. Mm-hmm. I, I still didn't love it. I felt like it felt uncomfortable. Like it felt awkward. I, I again, but it goes into some of the reasons why I just didn't like the last one and this one of we've already yeah. talked about it but, and see and that and that's why i didn't like the funeral procession part of it because like you said it was introduced in kills and like but kills is how we got mob mentality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's better yeah. to just remove it from the town don't let the mob yeah. come back like it doesn't need to be he doesn't need to be crowd surfed up to the crusher, <laughs> oh, crusher, crusher. <laughs> yeah like i got super jesus on the cross vibe like right. i yeah, know yeah. when they were passing him up it was it was weird and i'm just like i'm like michael's not not that character no. yeah like you know he's he's got he's got the uh the wounds in both hands he's got the wound in the side and mm. then he gets like i'm gonna have to be real like, cautious the next time i crowd surf at a metal show you know i'm gonna, show, I'm gonna feel real anxious <laughs> yeah. about it you don't know where you're going uh, you know you know what i really wanted to have happen and this would have been the boldest swing in the history of the franchise and i would have loved it so much is as they take him off and he's being crowd surfed he he comes back he to life up. pulls his suit open yeah, sits up as they're holding him 
and he's got his chest strapped with dynamite and fucking suicide bombs. Everybody, everybody. I would be here for this alternative ending. I thought you said oh he was going to. I thought you said he was going to pull his overalls open. And you see the Spider-Man logo. Put, <laughs> or that, or that. Um, and he web swings away. Safety yeah. for Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, let's go. It was the whole like you could tell that they had that line, which is evil doesn't die; it just changes shape. Mm-hmm. They had that line since after the 2018 movie mm-hmm. and we're like okay all the you know all, all the the social unrest and political turmoil and all these things are happening let's change it in this direction and they had that final line and they wrote to it it felt like yeah yeah it it the these the pacing with this trilogy is so fucking weird and off like i feel like there should have been like there should have been like one more movie maybe and like mm-hmm. the things with like Corey should have been introduced towards the end of kills and like kills should have been split up more to introduce like there's just way too much movie mm-hmm. they made they made way too much movie mm-hmm. there's so much movie yes there's so much movie <laughs> i hope the next one is yeah is Again, like tiktok videos guys three minutes we're one and yeah, done. yeah let's yeah. go i was just gonna say the next one is just called like haddonfield you know what <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean and it's just like it's just about you know it, it's basically like the, the the stephen king uh you know universe mm. of of castle it's like castle rock or maybe it's, it's another like town down the street from haddonfield somewhere in illinois <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah we're talking about riverdale versus what is it to nuts maybe that type of thing like sabrina versus riverdale <laughs> yeah, yeah. type universe no right um, yeah but like what i think could be an interesting take on this whole franchise would be is that this movie introduced us to the idea of how much, how important it was that of other people's experience with the idea of Michael. And that would be interesting to um, actually get more of those stories. Yeah. I just, I, I didn't think I had enough time with Corey. Uh, as Steve said, I think I, I needed him to be introduced earlier in the series for me to care to make that turn. Mm-hmm. I also think it could have been work in that aspect. If, Allison was the Corey character in this and maybe mm-hmm. like that year between those couple of years between uh, the 2018 Halloween and this is that you know they kind of lean into you know the shrewds have become the pariahs mm-hmm. of this town totally. like, and she okay. and she has that turn with with Michael and you know I guess I'm leaning into or, Halloween 4 a little bit Halloween 5 or maybe she the, doesn't have that turn she, but maybe still she's the pariah and that uh, Corey is just right. predatory from the start mm-hmm. And yeah. it just makes it easier for him to like convince her and manipulate her against Lori because he's always been yeah. a predator, not just like this kid who just like gets turned by, you know, the Michael bite. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Michael bite. Like, yeah. I'm not giving that up. <laughs> You're not. Or if we if we are introduced to Corey after after the kid has died, we don't really know much about that. Mm-hmm. He's just the bad kid, you know, the kid from the wrong side of the tracks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be a lot easier for me to swallow. Just like, like who the fuck is Corey to me? Is the opening of this movie? No, right? Me. Yeah, we didn't know him. We didn't know him until fucking an hour and fifty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it, the third movie is a little bit too late to start introducing a character. I was really mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it, yeah. This definitely felt like a second movie. You know, that was jammed into a third movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know it was he they needed a catalyst to tie the whole you know 
evolution of the shape and the mythos and all that. And they done killed everybody who could have been him. <laughs> um, and they apparently didn't want Allison to be him, which would have made more sense. So yeah. they invented Corey. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't brave enough to make it Allison, Lori or nobody in nothing. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. had, they're just like, well, what else do we got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded if like, you know, um, Michael and Corey are doing their tag team thing. And the way that ends is that Corey starts thinking, you know, thinking he can control Michael. And then Michael's just like, he's the one that kills mm. Corey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, like, just like crushes his larynx. Like, yeah, this, this was never about that. Right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not I, it's, this isn't my bodyguard. I'm just going to kill who I want yeah. to. This is about me getting my groove back. I don't need you for yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They were just sitting there at the end and it was like after Corey like killed somebody or whatever. And they were just like standing on the curb, like smoking a cig. And then Michael just pushed Corey in front of a truck or something. <laughs> I feel that 100% would fit into the Rob Zombie version of this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, or the or the or it's like the the Inglorious Bastards thing or whatever where they're like where uh you know Brad Pitt and uh and uh what's the kid from the officer standing there and they're handing him over to like put him in cuffs, oh, you know. Yeah. Um and then he just shoots the other guy. He's just like boom shoots him. We don't need He's that. Like, yeah. We don't need that guy. It was like well, there's Corey, and he's just like, all right, push him in front of a bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would also would have been funnier if they just had, like, you know, a little playful, like, Michael almost gets him a couple times, like, <laughs> while they're out in the field killing people. Like, Michael, like, yeah. pretends like he's going to stab him. He's like, oh, ah, he's good. He, he, he got me. He got me. You know you're my guy, Corey. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You know what? I, it's weird because the kills i walked out of the theater and literally was walking out into the parking lot and this is what i love about you know this franchise too is like is talking to people afterwards and that's kind of why i like didn't you know maybe i wish i would have saw this in the theater but again my brother and sister-in-law and my wife and we all sat down and watched together so we got to talk about it but when i walked out of kills I ended up having like a 15 minute conversation with a bunch of other people in the in the parking lot, you know, who had just watched out of the, walked out of the movie. It was like a late show. And we all walked out of kills going, that was fucking trash. <laughs> we really, really hated it. And then I started to get online and I was like, oh, it's actually pretty split. People seem to like this a little bit. And I came to appreciate a little bit more, whatever. This movie I thought was going to be like that. And I feel like it's overwhelmingly hated. <laughs> Does it seem split. that way? No, I think it's pretty split, split again. Okay. I think it's Maybe pretty I split again. Enough... Okay. Yeah. It, like my initial look was like everyone was like, and we thought Rob Zombie ruined the franchise. <laughs> like, the, you know, all these, all the yeah. I mean, I've seen those takes. I think the people who hate it really, really hate it. But then I mm-hmm. also, I do see a lot of people who are really in love with it. And I think mm-hmm. that's just kind of the burden of the, the, this film being the end anyway. Yeah. Like you were yeah. never like for all the funny things, like we've thrown out other scenarios of other ways this could have gone. Yeah. Like you were never going to satisfy the, the audience, the, the full right. audience. Yeah, it was sure. it was a fool's errand a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the things uh, I liked about it, and just like there were things I liked about Kills. I mean, I, I what I usually said about Halloween Kills is that it's the worst movie, uh, the worst sequel by 
people that should know better. Because mm-hmm. like you know, Resurrection and Five Six, those are like cash grabs, right? Mm-hmm. And this really felt like these are guys that kind of know the series and they are essentially fans of the series, so they should know what makes a Halloween movie good. Mm-hmm. And they made one that I thought was not particularly good. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, it just feels like like if they know how things were bad, and then like you know you're going to make three of these it mm-hmm. should have been a lot better written and a lot tighter in this yeah. in the script like because you know you're going to do three of these mm-hmm. so like it doesn't feel like everything is planned out you should have mm-hmm. planned out a little better not like have it feel like there's four different storylines with four different tones going on and like one of them's a spider-man film and, <laughs> and they're all they all and they all have these reaction about yeah. i'm gonna hill, i'm gonna die on that hill but like they all have these reactionary tones like we were talking about like they're reacting to covid and they're reacting to maga and they're reacting to well what comes next now that kova and maga are kind of past what's our next boogeyman and how do we find the next boogeyman and like the, those are all reactionary tones mm-hmm. where it would have just been better if you'd written out three scripts in 2017 and <laughs> yeah, like, like what just did stuck, we actually just want stuck to get your out guns. of the series yeah totally no i mm-hmm. totally agree with that too yeah if if you told me the situation was david gordon green and danny mcbride had a good script for one and then someone gave them money for three I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I believe uh, that. No, yeah. that sounds that like sounds it makes sad. a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this Blumhouse, the first one, they were like, wow, people still care about this franchise. We could probably turn this into a trilogy. And they just didn't have the script for it. Mm-hmm. They were just like, ah, we'll figure it out. We're good at it. You know? <laughs> I feel like it just went, there is such a, I, I really think about 2018 as a, a, a really good movie. Like I personally, me, I really liked 2018. And then the kills and ends were so tonally different in my mind. And maybe I need to watch them like back to back to back and like do a triple feature one night. But kills and ends seem like they have so little to do with the 2018 movie for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the 2018 one in a while, but I remember liking it. Yeah. I remember enjoying it. And I watched I watched kills earlier in the earlier this week before came out yeah i still don't like it blumhouse is such a weird anomaly because there's so many movies from blumhouse that that i that i like i wouldn't say there's a bunch of them that i love but um boy they just they're all over the place aren't they yeah the yeah i think i think they made their money early like they made so much money and then they got like different properties and they started adding more to it. So like, I think the movies now are kind of better. Blumhouse is one of those production companies that I walk in and I go, this could be great or an absolute piece of shit. And I have no fucking idea what I'm going to get. But they're, uh, they're, they're the new age, uh, Lionsgate. Yeah, they really are in a lot of ways. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Um, all right. Any final thoughts on Halloween ends from the year of our Lord 20 and 22 i think we gave this i don't know an hour and a half more than it deserved Me- <laughs> meg was meg was clearly was checked right, out quick. here in the last 20 minutes i was like yep wrap it up boys one out of ten meg well, one to ten meg what do you give it hard three three steve one to ten what do you give it oh uh five who cares wow wow yeah. wow Just, anthony I, that's like such anthony, a big one to score. Ten, what do you give it 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I'd give it like around a five, maybe a okay, five and a half. Okay, I don't know. You yeah. have to call, uh, say that a, it's a bitch score. Okay. <laughs> I would say uh, like a six would be like a soft recommend that I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I really, I just liked kills, but I'd still give that like at least a four. Okay. Yeah, I, if I'm giving kills a three, which I would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm what about this you, a five. I'm going. I, I had six, six and a half in my head. I didn't hate also it. Also, I kind of I liked so, it. Anywho, we're done. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Either you got to go three or eight or above or yeah, below. Yeah, Nothing scores, in between. Five Four, five, six, and seven five, are bitch six, scores. Seven are bitch scores. <laughs> <laughs> Commit, boys. Uh, yeah. No, I I thought it was fine, guys. It was fine. Mm. My, my final thought. Um, mm. Yeah, is that Allison has red hair just like MJ? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Yeah, this is a great theory, and I think we need to explore. I think it more. you should also just make that a shirt too, or a post, and just say Halloween ends. Allison has red no, hair like MJ. Halloween ends <laughs> is just... Spider Man. I'm just I'm just yeah. gonna find a Spider Man font, and I'm gonna write Halloween ends. Okay, perfect. In the Spider Man font, even better. I like that. That's good too. All right, boys and ghouls. Uh, once again, get keep it. Keep, listen, keep checking in. We got more spooky, ooky shit happening here in October. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, do we know what we're doing next episode? We don't. We haven't decided yet. Terrifier we two. Do. I think let's we go. do something. Let's go. Let's go. We could do. We could do Terrifier two. Uh, we could do VHS ninety nine. We could do Deadstream. Like There's too. all kinds of things out there. Guys, we're doing fun stuff. It's October. It's an embarrassment of riches that we have going on here right now. So, Anthony, tell us uh, where we can find your podcast, because guess what? If you like this one, you'll probably like his as well. So go check it out. Tell us about it. Yep. So they call this movie. We watch bad movies or weekly podcast. Uh, we are currently in our all horror themed month. Uh, we've already done Chud. We've done Blades, which is a great uh, sentient lawnmower parody of Jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Frankenhooker coming up, and we've got uh, our horror movie uh, of the month coming up at the end of the year. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but we're going to put that on full Twitter. Uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts Spotify, Spreaker, everywhere that you get your podcasts. You can find us. Um, at, on Twitter, we're at TickTamPod. That's T C T A M Pod. It's also our Instagram and on uh, TikTok where they call this a movie. So check us out. We've got yeah. over 200. Yeah, go check them out, guys. Hey, especially this time of year. I don't know if you're, you know, if uh, if you're anything like me. I like to check out some new podcasts this time of year. And, uh, you know, go check them out. 200 freaking episodes. It's uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, and I'm going to listen to that Chud episode because, listen, I'm an unabashed Chud fan. <laughs> and it's not because of the creatures. It's because of uh, of uh, 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 what's the fucking guy from Home Alone? Jesus Christ. Mm, oh, we got yeah. two in there. Yeah. Daniel Stern. Yeah. Daniel and, Stern. Uh, Stern. All I want to say was was Daniels was his last name. Uh, what the hell is <laughs> that guy's Jeff name? Uh, 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 I don't I want to say Daniels? Jeff Daniels, uh, but it's Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern is a goddamn treasure in that movie. He makes the He's whole fl- yeah. he makes the whole fl- flick. Um, all right, guys, uh, go watch Chud. Go check out Anthony's podcast. Stick with our podcast here in uh, in October and beyond as we do some more spooky oogie shit. Tune in next week where we do all kind of cool fun shit. And also, guys, we're going to do a big old Universal Monsters episode uh, right after Halloween. So we're going to be watching a bunch of Universal Monster movies throughout uh, the spooky season. If you've got a lesser known one or perhaps just a favorite of yours that you want to throw a suggestion in the hat, do it. Send it over there. 
on his social medias, on the DMs, uh, on Instagram or Twitter or, or TikTokie or Facebook or whatever. Uh, if you got some suggestions for those for one you think is uh, is underappreciated, because there's a lot of them out there. Um, and once again, follow us on the social medias. We would very much appreciate that. If you want to drop us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or on uh, on the Spotify's or whatever, had a couple people do that in uh, in recent weeks here, and I'm actually sending them out some stickers this week. I've been a little lazy on that, so I owe some people some stickers uh, because I've been busy, and then I was on vacation. I got shit going on, so I'll send them out this week. Um, but if you do give us a five star and write us a little comment or something like that, shoot me a DM. And I'll pop some Halloween's Forever stickers in the mail for you. Maybe you even get a little spooky ooky treat, maybe a little temporary tattoo or some goddamn Dracula fangs or something like that. So <laughs> uh, anything else I'm forgetting? That's pretty much it, huh? Uh, for the balance of spooky season uh, and for the Halloween's Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. And I'm Anthony. Thanks for joining us here coming in spooky season. All right, bye. Mm, I'm falling down a well.